0: Welcome right, back to the Hank Strange baby Situation. Yes. Lifestyle supplemental. Subscribe of the walk if you're unlocked. not
1: subscribed. Ring the bell. Do the thumbs ups. All of that good stuff. We are live. Come on. Let's do Jazz Hands, people. Come on, Babyface Harrison. Let's do it. Yes, we are live. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. This is episode 364 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast. It's free for all Monday. We've got Harrison of Harry's Holsters. Boom. There he goes. Look at that. Hey, yeah. Yeah, handsome cowboy. There he goes. He's in here. Babyface P, there he goes. What's R- up? Representing the lightning. I don't know.
0: No, no, we're not talking about them. Oh. It's not a
1: thing. Oh, okay. Are uh, you, It's not a are thing. You into, are you into hockey, Harrison? I am not. There you go. Me neither. But Babyface, <laughs> Babyface apparently not not a thing. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he's, not, he's, not a, he's not talking about that today. Okay. I, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine um <laughs> people in florida play even play hockey yeah apparently they do yeah we, got, we have two crazy. teams <laughs> yeah there's two teams in mm-hmm. florida one in
0: miami one in here or it's just north of miami
1: okay <clears throat> hold on i'm trying to like arrange you guys up in here for some reason it keeps flipping out i don't know okay all right so uh one in miami one in tampa there you go i guess neither one of them uh won any games did the mm-hmm. ice melt or something <laughs> You really don't want mm-hmm. to talk about
0: it. <laughs> we are we are number one in the league uh, going into going into like postseason stuff, and we have lost our first three games of the the playoffs against the last team in the league. Why wow, can, can Gators not run on ice or something? <sighs> it's lightning. It's not Florida. Come on, come on. You need better. You need better comebacks. Come on. <laughs> And I'm actually—I didn't even go to US. So that's, uh, don't care. You tell my fiance that one.
1: Oh, oh! Look at you—you you don't care about the Gators, huh? No,
0: don't don't care. I just live here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, understood, understood. Okay, so we're, we've we've got Harry's holsters. We'll talk a little bit of holsters. Um, we're in, it's entitled "What Do Dragons Eat Exactly?" Does anyone, do you, Harrison, do you know what that means? Do you know what that line comes from?
2: Uh. I've heard is from Game of Thrones. That's about my extent of
1: knowledge. Okay. Um, do you okay? Do you know what dragons eat? <laughs> you want to take a guess? <laughs> Fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. No. No.
2: Volcanic no. ash.
1: <laughs> yeah. If anyone out there knows, then then uh, <laughs> we'll continue with this. Otherwise, if you guys don't know what dragons eat or what that is in reference to, then I guess we just won't do it because you guys didn't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> <What are> we, <laughs> I did you did Babyface, or you didn't did not there you go oh look nobody watched i read the
0: i read the books all the way up to the fourth one i read like one two three and four Mm -hmm. and then the show got way ahead of the books and i never watched the show so oh okay i've seen i think i've seen the first and part of the second season i haven't seen any more than that
1: oh okay cool all right i did look at it for anyone who wants to know out there spoilers
0: ned stark dies he's dead just spoilers for anybody (laughs) out there
1: if you, you if you haven't
0: watched the last uh the first season which was what seven years ago he's dead how do you know he's dead he might come back
1: to life he could uh, maybe know. he came
0: back to life in the most recent season
1: yeah he could be uh what is it called a, dead, a dark walker night walker frost walker white walkers there you go
0: oh my god <laughs> have you
1: watched it yes i've watched it i believe it or not i've read those books and everything you read the books too uh well i listen to them on audiobooks which is yeah technically, that's what i ended up doing that's technically reading yes it's
0: better uh, i'm i can listen to a whole book i will never read the whole book
1: yeah i don't know. i don't know about you harrison do you read books anymore or you listen i anymore?
2: i just finished reading shoe dog by phil knight uh forgot the book on investing is
1: phil knight like a basketball coach or something no, no uh, oh, okay. he found Nike. Oh, Nike, the Nike guy, okay. Yeah. See, there you go.
2: Mookie, Ben Mookie Thomas suggested I read that, so... Oh, okay. Get up.
1: All right. Don't do everything uh, Mookie suggests, by the way. I, I can if imagine. If you want any kind of advice... you won't survive. <laughs> don't do what he... Don't do what he does, but that's probably... that's That one's not bad. That one's not bad. All right, yeah, so for okay. everyone joining huh i'm sorry i I
2: figured that part was good advice
1: yeah yeah so um uh brian quick says we're disrespecting game of thrones right now (laughs) uh and sam gal says according to hank ned stark will come back as a jabber uh and who says says white walker well we got to go all racist already Uh, (laughs) um it's not my fault they don't have any black walkers up in there (laughs) <laughs> that thing. that's like the the uh that's yeah that's in the future maybe they'll do that
2: so so let me you two have clearly seen game of thrones so i i heard all about it for years mm-hmm. and then earlier i guess it was in 2018 at some point i tried to start watching i got through two seasons and got bored mm-hmm. so did they like really up the budget after a couple of seasons or because I don't know, it just didn't look like everything I'd heard about it, special effects and all that was not there in the first couple of seasons from what I could see.
1: Yeah, I think they're still they're still under a budget, but I think there is a little bit more money and stuff like that going into it. What do you I, think?
0: You know, I don't I've only seen the first two seasons, so I really don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I just I liked the books better because they went into more detail. A movie or a show can never cover the same amount of detail as a as a book. Yeah. So I liked the books better.
1: Unless um, you want to spend three hundred million dollars and three hundred million dollars per episode, <laughs> that's gonna be crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then and then the the show is now ahead of the book series, mm-hmm. and I swear that guy's gonna die before he finishes the books.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um... He, he's way overweight. He's like seventy eight years old. Yeah. He's never going to finish the last one or two books
1: against yeah, has to George finish. R. Martin? Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: They'll, they'll <laughs> so, bring in
1: Ghost Riders. Yeah,
0: Yeah, they're going to have to bring somebody in to, like, finish it yeah. for him. Here's
1: the thing. He doesn't care, actually. Nope.
0: <laughs> nope. No way. Because he's it's got lots of money. money. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: You know? Um, and he's a nerd god. So it doesn't matter god, how fat and old and uh, disgusting you are when you are a nerd god. <laughs> You know, so he's he's balling right now, man. He's living pretty good I don't think he has any kind of motivation to it, but okay So listen everyone joining us right now if you're not subscribed, please do subscribe thumbs ups Okay, do all that kind of good stuff. Make sure you follow Harry's holsters on all the social media that they're on um, If you want to buy something from Harry's holsters, you can use the code Hank strange Hank strange that gets you uh, 10% off right Harry
2: Yep, 10% off.
1: Yes, uh, unless it's in clearance. So there you go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And if you use the code Hank Strange at Babyface P Industries, you oh, can Oh, man, it a sends me
0: 10 bucks.
1: Oh, I was going to say... Just out of your pocket. I was no, it just say,
0: sends me a $10 bill.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, you can rent a Babyface P for as long as you want
0: you mean you mean you can house me because i'm not doing anything for you i'll lay on your couch and play video games if you want but
1: it's pretty much it <laughs> there's there's some people out there that'll be fine with that
0: yeah if you want to if you want to rent me to play i'll play i'll play video games with you that'll work
1: yeah um uh brick says there's the setup episodes that you have to struggle through i think that's what's going on so like this first episode uh, in season eight which is the last lots of setup, right yeah i caught the very of it yeah
0: um, but yeah, it seems like there's a lot of stuff. Well, they
1: took about a year off, um, mm-hmm. and uh, was it a year or two years? Lola's saying two years. I think it was. A it
0: year. was a long time.
1: Yeah, so I think they did all that stuff, and now they have to reestablish everything. It was, it was cool. We can, you know, we can definitely get into it if there's any Game of Thrones nerds out there. I think that yes, the budget is definitely a thing here. There's a bunch of stuff that they don't do. Um, Just because they can't afford it. I was looking at something where they were talking about. um, There's a scene early in the or somewhere in the in the begin in the couple first couple of series where the original king dies. Like they go out hunting, and a boar comes up and like you know gouges him. him. Yeah, yeah. So um, in that scene, people are like, "Oh, where's all the horses?" Because when a king goes hunting, right, he goes he goes with a whole bunch of people go out there with him you know it's a whole it's a whole thing they take uh tents and all kinds of stuff and the people like yeah we can't afford all that stuff so when you actually look at the scene they couldn't at the beginning no it's just a couple of dudes walking through the forest (laughs) (laughs) you know so yeah books are always better man when you write a book you can just write yeah you just
2: whatever you want whatever you can think up yeah Uh, I can't ever see an advantage to reading a book and then watching the movie. Always do it in the reverse order.
1: okay, so you're saying watch the movie, then read the book?
0: Yeah, it's it will. If you read the books first and then watch it, it'll just drive you insane. (laughs) The worst one was, um, oh, uh, Ready Player One. Oh, my God. What a shit show. I never read that book. Oh the book is great the movie oh, really? is okay. garbage if you've read the book <laughs> if you haven't read the book the movie's fantastic because mm-hmm. it's got different plot points mm-hmm. but the book is really good compared to the movie Oh
1: okay Yeah um Harry Potter Lola's talking about Harry Potter I know I think we saw the first one or two movies I'll first
0: see, Same thing I've only yeah. seen the first like yeah,
1: movies. i've seen <laughs> i've seen all the movies but i saw those first and then i started listening to the books on audio uh, books and they, are fantastic. the books are great yeah the books are mm-hmm. great. so
2: so you guys like if i'm if i'm listening to a book i don't know i just like to read better than i like to listen i guess uh, i <laughs> i have so many other things that i'd rather be doing
0: than reading so if i'm if i'm doing something else i will totally listen to a, an audiobook yeah but I just can't sit and like read. I, I don't have the focus for it. I'll, I'd rather like go play video games or work on guns or something.
2: Uh, yeah. See, I don't play. I'm like the one person in my generation that doesn't play video games. <laughs> That'll do it.
1: <laughs> no, uh, listen, I think. Yeah, I think if you if you have the time, like if I have the time, it's great to sit down and read a book because my imagination's very active. I get sunk into it. And then I then I like don't even talk to me while I'm reading that thing. But I think with an audiobook, I can drive and listen to an audiobook. Mm-hmm. I can be walking and listening to it or working like editing or something like that and listening to an audiobook. So I kind of like that. But once I start reading, I sink too deeply into it. But I love reading, man. I, st- I like so people I see people talking about Lord of the Rings. I read The oh, that's Hobbit. That's another good one. Yeah. I read The Hobbit when I was like six, seven years old.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, because The Hobbit, a The Hobbit, it's a kid's story.
1: Uh, but it's it a huge a- book.
0: It's yeah no no it's yeah. a huge book but yeah. it originally was a kid's story yeah he would like tell it to his kids yeah. and then he wrote it into a book
1: yes so I read that at a very young age and then um, I read it several times throughout my life and I read all the Lord of the Rings and everything at that same age and but back then as you know uh, as you would imagine there wasn't a lot of stuff to do so yeah reading was a good thing you could do even at night you just had a if you had candlelight or a flashlight you could read. <laughs> You know. No so. joke, I used to love to watch TV when I was a little kid, and
2: then I was like in the uh, – what's the word? Like the decelerated learning program or I was in like the special kids class, meaning you were a little <laughs> bit slower than everybody else.
1: Zingwing? Uh, uh-huh. Zingwing? Is it Zingwing? I don't know what they called it. In, yeah, okay. And, what grade?
2: And then my mom took TV away from me for a year in fourth grade, and so when I came home – I didn't. I couldn't watch TV, so I read. Oh, That's so cool. yeah. Mm-hmm. I Maybe I went TV from, and the computer has ruined me from from reading. I went from the lowest, like one of the bottom kids in my class of like sixty, hundred students, whatever, to one of the top in a year.
1: Yeah, I believe yep. that. that.
2: Yeah, doesn't surprise me at all.
1: Reading is actually that powerful. It's really that powerful. If you teach, if you, if anyone who, if once you can focus and read. It just changes the whole dynamics of everything, so it's a really See, important thing, I think.
0: I, I don't know if it's I just don't like reading because I can sit and read about firearms all day long. Like if I was allowed to, I sun up to sundown, I could sit on the internet and read about like gun history, how things are made, how machines work, things like that all day. Um, but when it comes to like spending time behind a novel, it's like uh, I'd rather do something else.
2: Yeah, think about. Schools teach people to hate to read. I, I, I totally agree. Because they, they think about every war book. You read like three war books in all of high school. And those are the only three books the whole male population reads. Yeah. yeah and it's the only ones they're interested in. If they give people the choice, they'd just be like, okay, you get the choice between like this classic romantic novel and this classic war book. Take your pick for this assignment. You'd get way more kids reading. you get way mm-hmm. more males reading, at least. it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think, unfortunately, we don't focus on reading as much. And, you know, I mean, also reading is a thing that you can, like the teachers decide to now start assigning stuff. At least that's what happened. It happened in my time. I'm sure it happened before that and after that. They start assigning things to you deliberately because they want to push your mind in a certain direction. But not every kid is into that. Like, so like Patrick is saying, I think if you had a bunch of books on guns, you would have read that and there's nothing wrong oh, with it.
0: probably.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, but you don't get to really choose what you want to read. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love those books that um, – do you remember they had the books where you could choose your own adventure?
0: Yeah, those things were fun. I did read those.
1: I love those, man. I used to – I got a library card and I would rent the living crap out of those books. I would sometimes sit (laughs) in the library and go through three or four of them while I'm in the library.
0: Yeah, those were fun.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what um, isn't – was it Black Mirror Bandersnatch? I haven't looked at it It
0: was – it's supposed to be like that, I heard. Yeah. I haven't had – Choose your own adventure.
1: Yeah. I love those kinds of things. So I think if they let kids read more of whatever it is – Listen. Let them read. Uh, if you're into uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, and I guess you read <laughs> <laughs> it.
2: Like you need to be at least 15 or 16 or something.
1: <laughs> okay, really. <laughs> okay. Listen. Let's go. Let me let me transition to this real quick. I see Walter is in the chat there. Shout out to Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms. He's talking, and I guess some other people are talking about Notre Dame. Notre Dame is on fire in Paris.
0: Yeah, did I it think this burned down.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's all the way burnt yet. I know that the the uh, the spiral, the spire, I know that that fell down for sure. Right. The
0: real question is, did the Hunchback survive? Do, do we know? Walter, if Walter
1: is okay, then the Hunchback is okay. Because <laughs> people don't know this, he's really French. He's really French. That's why he's going back to Normandy. He's going back to when he used to be. You know, when he used to be the uh, Hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna get really mad about that. <laughs> but he's the one going to Normandy next year. I'm not even kidding. Walter's going for uh the D-Day. What is it? D-Day? Is it uh seventy-five it's years? No, but is it oh, how many years is it since D-Day? Uh, not sure. I'm assuming it's gotta be seven. This Okay, Walter would know this. This uh
0: uh, back onto the Notre Dame thing yeah, it's yeah this kind of hurts my soul a little bit to think that this building has been there for so long and now it's caught fire yeah why? and, and so much of it's going to be destroyed and have to yeah. be rebuilt but I you know I guess that's what through time that's what happens to buildings they burn they get wrecked they get rebuilt and that's just part of being a building having a an old building in your in your city
1: yeah I'm gonna throw up right now some some uh some footage. On my phone just so you guys can see it this is actually incredible to uh look at this oh there's gonna be a freaking commercial in there okay let's, of course let's skip out of that until the commercial goes away okay here we go the commercial went away come on play the video why do they why why is nbc news putting a commercial in front of that thing the, commercial the, plays fine and the video doesn't want to play all right that's see.
0: always how it goes
1: let me go back in there and see. Okay, I'm just gonna show you guys without the video playing. Look at that. That yeah. thing is toast. Mm-hmm. That thing is toast. And I think they're trying to figure out why. I think they, they was... don't
0: they don't know at the moment what caused it. No. No, they don't know. Um it it's always something stupid. I'm just gonna throw that out now. It's always somebody being careless or stupid. Somebody's like, mm, "Put my cigarette butt out right over here." Yeah. Catches fire.
1: So the always spire, the like spire that. was destroyed, Ugh. and that had a whole bunch of things. Uh, the roof is fully destroyed. People in France are just literally looking at this thing and crying. That's like watching
0: I, – I, I understand. Yeah. I, I totally understand.
1: Yeah. That's like watching – well, first of all, it's like nine eleven. I remember that. That was pretty terrible. Mm. But like imagine watching uh, the White House or Statue of Liberty or something Burn like that. The that ground. And it looks like it's anything. under control. Yeah.
0: It looks like they have it under – I have a live view up right now and it looks like they have yeah. it
1: out at the moment. But the tower's done. Yeah. The spire's done done, done. Uh, 400 firefighters out there. Wow.
0: How long did it? Oh, Notre Dame transcended religion for 850 years wow. and then it burned down. And I, I don't want to say it, but my thought is always somebody being stupid.
1: Yeah. It, it's it always might, accidental. Is it something to do with construction? Maybe they were doing. Uh, Probably. Uh, linked to building work on the cathedral. Yeah. So. Yep.
0: Spark came from something yeah. and caused 800 years of irreparable damage.
1: Yeah. That's, you know. That's history. I don't – they say they're going to rebuild it.
2: Yeah, you I'm sure they will. It, But
1: you're not getting that back.
2: No. No, it'll yep, never be the yep. same. How much of it is – the whole thing I hate to say is probably just repair work to begin with almost.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it gets to a point where how much of the shell is left and you've just – fixed and patched and from this stuff from in. this
1: fire yeah. from this fire that i'm looking at on this thing uh, i don't think if they it looks like they're gonna have to rebuild this from the ground up it can't be so structurally there's, safe after this kind of there's fire. a
0: lot of yeah there's a lot of concrete and that's about it everything yeah. else is like
1: mm, yeah
0: yeah it's sad. it's really so sad. and then
1: think about this what it would have cost to what it would have cost to build lola OK, I'm sorry. <laughs> what it would have cost to build something like this a long time ago was probably a lot of money. Imagine what it is to rebuild it today. And yeah, yeah, it's got to be unbelievable. Yeah, go ahead.
2: You, really go, you go back and look at a bunch of these construction projects back in the day. They would never happen today. Like they are more grandiose than anything we have now currently.
1: Yeah. How? how oh, how yeah. yeah. We,
2: we don't build things like this we, anymore.
1: No, we don't have the materials.
0: <laughs> a Notre Tha- Here, here's an update uh, here's a good update A Notre Dame Cathedral Priest has claimed that all precious artifacts and artwork have been saved from the historic building
1: oh so they got that stuff out oh my gosh thank goodness can you imagine Jesus. What, what was in there
0: last time and I know I know modern technology has kind of gotten us past this but last time we had like the the uh, library at uh, Alexandria when it burned back in like 1100 it set us back scientifically because it's You know, all of our everything was in book form at the time, but it set us back scientifically by like three hundred years, four hundred years. Things have been lost to time because of those fires that we still haven't recovered. So yeah, it's it's a big deal.
1: It is. So Walter says it took two hundred years to finish the building. So imagine that. Imagine that today with four.
0: If they it was done in twelve hundred A.D., that's like four generations of people working on it probably.
1: Yeah. Well, OK, so let's say it took them 200 years where you could where you could do lots of terrible things to human beings. Today, France is socialist. This will be done a thousand years from now.
0: If they ever get it done.
1: <laughs> Seriously, think about that. I mean, I'm not, you know, I know the, the only thing the is French people the are suffering is, right now. But.
0: The population is 10x or 12, 20x what it was then. So there's just more hands to work on it.
1: Um, so. More hands that are not going to work on it. More hands that that they have to get special pay. They can only work so many hours. You have to be environmentally friendly. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think that... um, I think when you lose something like that, you don't stand a very good chance of actually... Like, the amount of money that they would have to put into doing this would be uh, insane. And it's just me. Uh, I know Harrison looks like he uh, went off and then so the baby face for a second. Okay, let's see. Um... Rich White says attacks on Christian and Jewish symbols in France are up over 70% this year. It's the largest increase in hate crimes in the country. They're going to have lots of issues uh, before they ever get all this stuff worked out. Are you there, Harrison? Okay, there you go. Okay, yeah, I think your audio is muted. I don't know if you can hear. Your audio's probably... Ah, Ah, there you go. (laughs)
2: Okay, one thing to think about is it's likely insured.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm.
2: So... I mean, it's going to be expensive, but the French government's not directly putting that bill.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, look at Ugh. this. We're seeing two Harrisons here. Boom. There we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that software hates you. I don't know. It's just acting up today. I, I minimized the Skype window. That might be why. So sometimes it's bouncing around doing its own thing. Yeah. So that, yes, So that's tough. That's tough. For yeah, France, that man. sucks. France has taken lots of blows. Later. Yeah.
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: Yeah. Uh, Adam Smith 86 says we can't replicate a lot of the cathedrals. Beautiful stained glass. Uh, John Dieter says it might be rebuilt but never replaced. Um, people are never going to get to go visit that again. That's, you know, that's so
0: that bugs me the most is there are things in, in history and stuff that's like, I would have loved to see it before it was destroyed. And I'll never be able to yeah. now.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you know they they saved a, they saved a lot of things in there. So
0: and and then like um I would love to go see the Great Pyramids of Egypt. Can't really do that right now with the way the political climate is in that country. It's like there are so many things like that out there that I'm like I, before I die I'd like to see it. But you yeah. can you can go to Egypt. You can. It's getting better, but it's still not the safest place to travel yeah. to.
2: Uh, honestly, you're gonna take some risks anywhere you go. I mean, it's not like. Yeah. Yeah, especially revolution right now.
1: You can't freaking live forever, baby face. No, yeah, you can't true. live forever. If you're gonna go out, you know, go out doing something awesome. Like, try to listen. I would love to, you guys could tell me what your dream thing is. Here's a big thing for me I would love to go to India. I want to see the Taj Mahal yeah. with my own eyes. Oh, for sure. I want to see that with my own eyes. So, what, what about the
0: great, hmm? the great wonders of the world? I would love to see all of yeah. them.
1: What about you, Harrison? What would you
2: want to go out doing?
1: Yeah. What would you go someplace else in the world? There's a lot of cool things in America, too, by the way, that people should see. We can definitely Mm -hmm. get into that conversation. But what out there in the world would you risk even getting uh, myritalized? This is
2: going to sound crazy, but I'd like to go for like a sheep hunt in uh, Pakistan
1: okay that's, that's a thing that's that's that does sound crazy it is a
2: pretty crazy one okay <laughs> there's only one or one person that i think i know of that's done it and he's that guy out of canada who's on a bunch of hunting shows mm. but it took forever like they were in tribal like you know mujahideen uh i'm sounding like an idiot here not knowing like the place where like the markets are where the, all the guns mm-hmm. where the taliban come over and resupply. yeah before yeah. they go back to afghanistan uh-huh. i mean it's like that area of pakistan where they're hunting and there's also some really cool deer species in afghanistan that i think would be fun to hunt
1: so what kind of terrain is that is that like very hilly rocky terrain or very it's flat mountainous isn't it yeah
2: crazy mountains
1: Oh, yeah. okay so that's what we've seen in like those nature shows with those things that can jump they can mess you up too
2: yeah, sure. I would not want it'd to... Be, it'd be... I think it just add a whole new element to it being in that part of the world doing a hunt like that. Like, the hunt alone, doing it in Alaska would be absolutely insane, but doing the same thing in Afghanistan or Pakistan? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. That's a cool one, man. I like that. I like that one. Um, What about you, babyface? What are you thinking? I...
0: And this is a hard trip to do, but I want to see Petra in – is that in Jordan, I think? Uh, It's in – yeah, it's in Jordan. Um, Petra, it's – I think – was it Raiders of the Lost Ark where they go to the big – it's like carved into the side of a mountain, a big like uh, front of a building-looking thing. Um, hold on, I'll send you a picture. You have no idea what I'm talking
1: about, do you? Um, you I'm also searching. To, yeah, I'm um, also searching something, but I'm listening to you. Oh, you said
2: Petra, P-E-T-R-A. Um, well, yeah, they and, need to go to their uh, Jordanian uh, training center.
1: I would totally do that. That yeah, sounds fun. <laughs> that was in um. That was in Grand Tour, wasn't in, it?
0: With the G- Jordanian center.
1: Yeah. The wasn't that in Grand Tour? Like where you can you can do um. You can do, like, missions and things like that. Is that what you're talking about, Harris? I don't know, but that
2: sounds awesome. Yeah. It's basically like a uh, Moyoc, like a Blackwater Academy, whatever you're calling. Yeah. It. It's like the ah. Middle East version of that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I would, would love to got that. got a big event right now going on, actually.
1: I'm pretty sure that was in Grand Tour, that the guys went out there and they were, they were running, like, trying to do a mission of rescuing the Queen or something like that. But then they did that, um, what is that? movie with tom cruise where every time you die your life resets to the to the beginning like to the certain point what was that movie that tom cruise was in i don't know
0: which one it was is. like
1: live die repeat but that was the, that wasn't the name of the movie um uh, is edge of tomorrow i want to say edge of tomorrow but anyway, so the Grand Tour guys were out there, and they did this thing where they had to rappel down from a helicopter, and then there were these buildings they're going through. You guys, you guys are really into cars, I see.
2: <laughs> Not yeah. enough to watch. I don't watch yeah. <laughs> Grand Tour. You know that. This is the that most awesome like show Jordanian on the planet, uh, huh? So that sounds like the Jordanian training
1: center. Yeah, it probably yeah. is. Listen, Grand Tour is great. You don't have to be a car guy to like the Grand Tour.
0: You don't. I feel like you know. You know what it is for me. I'm a. Uh, I'm so far behind in Grand Tour that I'm like I don't want to be a bandwagoner that just jumps in because it's the Grand Tour and I want to feel cool like everybody else. <laughs> I don't know, it's hard to explain. Um, it's just like it's too far past. I can't do it now.
1: Yeah. Well, they just they just actually announced that they're basically not doing the show the they used to the way they used to anymore. So ah. the whole thing of like cars on the track that's all gone. So now they're only going to do really? the adventures cuz Amazon wants to keep them. They had a they had a 3-year contract with Amazon which mm-hmm. came up. But it got mm-hmm. renewed but they're not going to keep doing the show the way they were doing it uh, for grand tour or when they were on top gear bbc they're just going to do the adventure things now but so that means they're still going to travel around the world and do these cool adventures and that's what i think i like about it you guys you could see them going to africa many times to india um that was, uh, thailand
0: have you ever watched an idiot abroad yes that was a really good show. I really enjoyed that one, and partially because of the character, because of uh, whatever his name. Was. I can't think of his name offhand
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, because he's – that's somewhat the, the how The main he is. character, the idiot? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's somewhat how he is in real life, but it is a character that he plays up. Um, uh-huh. But I just – I think that character of his is hilarious. So yep. getting him – watching him go to China and watch like the native foods that they eat there, raw chicken eggs and stuff, and he was like <laughs> – it was just funny.
1: Yeah, uh, let's see. We got a bunch of people. Uh, okay, everybody Razor.
0: saying where they want to go. Yeah, We're Razor every-
1: JB saying Razor JB. Okay, this is not me. This is Razor JB. i lo- he says I'd love to go to Pakistan, but hunt humans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a there's a group out there that that can allow yes. you to do that.
2: Yeah, uh yeah. Let, let's just say rager jb's background he's, he's well, done it <laughs> oh has he okay yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he apparently is not over that yet <laughs> um but also there's a so okay i know that when rifle dynamics right jim fuller there's a charity that they usually support where there's these guys uh former special ops guys and all that and they go to africa and they hunt these guys these people who uh like kidnap children and do all that oh i'd be
0: that. on board with that that'd be fun yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I'm on board. That's good stuff right there. <laughs> that's um, I totally approve of that. Somebody,
0: somebody who was at YNH said he go to Angkor Wat. Angkor Wat, I guess is how you pronounce it, in Cambodia. Mm. Which reminded me, you can do gun tours in Cambodia, and they will like because cambodia is so corrupt you can i know just, where you're like, going <laughs> yeah you can hire guys to bring like rocket launchers and rpgs and just blow shit up out in the countryside like what
1: baby yes
0: yes yes <laughs> not- <laughs> you can buy a cow and blow a cow up
1: <laughs> my personal opinion that's not cool
0: um but i would love to blow some shit up
1: yeah uh, unless Pretty- you're making hamburger meat <laughs> you know if you're gonna eat that cow after you blow so- it up it's fine
0: so they also they also put like cars and stuff out there and you can just blow up cars. And I'm I'm on board with, with shooting the hell out of a car with an RPG. Yeah.
1: The
2: scary part to me about that is shooting like 60 year old. Yeah. Like, ordinance ordi- <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It, like I that's just, not going to go wrong. <laughs> you're
0: kind of taking your life in your yeah. own hands at that
1: point. Let me tell you the headline. Crazy man from Florida blows himself up, try, <laughs> trying to blow up a cow. Yep, <laughs> and we will laugh at you, babyface. <laughs> we will cry a little bit. We'll cry a little. We'll cry a little bit. It's
2: one of those things. It's probably way riskier for you to do that than go hunt sheep. In Bob yeah. Stand. yeah you're probably right there
1: uh but unless those sheep unless those sheep get you that. man if those sheep get you you could be torn up okay so listen this is a thing i wanted to bring up to talk to you guys about let me see if i could pull this up i'll throw the screen capture of this florida man attacked and killed by his cassowary 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 <laughs> the world's most dangerous bird so a large flightless bird native to Australia and New Guinea attacked and killed its owner on a farm in Florida, according to authorities. Uh, by the way, that was in Alachua County where Gainesville we used
0: is. To, I used to work with one when I was at Bush Gardens. Oh, uh, we, okay. had, we had a cassowary.
1: Yeah. Funny Bas- enough,
0: her name was Mon Cass.
1: <laughs> yeah. So basically, for anyone who um, doesn't know what we're talking about, it, um, these flightless birds are basically dinosaurs? Yes. They're still around. 100%. Okay. And, and uh, they... Let mm-hmm. you want me to tell you how they kill you? <laughs> Go ahead This <laughs> is like no joke. So so
0: they have two methods of killing you. They have a big uh, horn ridge on the top of their head uh, that they can charge into you with. And it's a big bone basically that's pointed that sticks out and can charge at you with that and hit you. Um, and then the main means of defense and killing is they have spurs on the back of their feet like chickens. I think like a rooster has like a spur, um, except their spurs are like, mm, like that long. And they will jump and kick you and disembowel you. So they'll get you from like chin to belly button and just rip you to pieces. Um, and, yeah, they kill, and how is this
1: different from a dinosaur? <laughs> they
0: kill more people in Australia annually than like
2: crocodiles. Does, like does any anybody, other,
1: does anybody have any
2: video of these things going up against a crocodile? God, I can only imagine. <laughs> if so, I want to
0: see it. <laughs> they are They are badass creatures.
1: Yeah, they're, they're really badass. So, so here's the thing. He raised the... Um, so here we go. Florida man is killed on Friday. I had to go to a different one uh, 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 on Friday by what ornithologists say is the world's most dangerous bird, um, an enormous flightless bird around which even experienced zookeepers take precautions. He raised mm-hmm. the animal on his farm along with other exotic birds. Authorities said police identified the man as 75-year-old Marvin ha- Hajos or Ha-Hos. Emergency medical services responded to a call approximately ten AM Friday at his farm near Alachua, Florida. Um the bird had attacked Hajos, injuring him severely. He was transported to a hospital where he later died. So For anybody uh, who
0: wants to see. I'm linking a video. This is was one of my birds. Um Coyote Peterson actually did a video with Mama Cass. This is this is the bird that we worked with.
1: Yeah. So um, and these things and you see these things, things are, are no, no joke.
0: Spike. No, 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 no. They're no joke. We actually had a guy uh, when I was working there, she was she got ended up getting transported down to Miami. So if anybody's in Miami, you can go see her at Parrot Jungle. That's where she's at now. Mm -hmm. Um, But she ended up getting transported down to Parrot Jungle and was was getting used to the place. And one of the trainers was in her, her enclosure cleaning things out. And she's friendly. She's really friendly. And uh, one of the boats going down the, the channel in the back behind the place backfired and scared her. And she jump kicked and kicked the shit out of the guy and put him in the hospital, I believe.
1: Yeah. And apparently – so like their claws are so uh, so sharp they could just rip you open oh, yeah. um, oh, yeah. with one claw. How, so about how big are they, um, babyface, if you could just – like if, if it's, you like, describe it? it's like standing
0: next to an emu. So it's – she can be eye level with you. Totally eye level with you. <laughs> no, if not, if not a little taller. If she gets real tall, that's
1: like a baby uh, raptor. <laughs> basically, yeah. yeah, yeah, like totally. And if you look at the pictures, their 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 um, feet are like claws. You can see them. They're mm-hmm. pretty solid, bulky. Mm-hmm. These things can run at thirty-five miles per hour. You know, and <laughs> <Raisins> the, the <laughs> on this head, it's got a freaking spike. Uh, yeah, it's a big spike,
0: basically for headbutting
1: things. Big stabbing device so i think um, razor razor JV says
0: how do these birds taste you know i've never eaten a cassowary but i have had emu and it is delicious
1: if they eat people they probably (laughs) taste pretty good (laughs) um so i think this guy tripped and fell and then the thing just tore him up so um go ahead not they're not nice
2: what do they normally eat what what is their diet uh, you know, that's a good question. Let me look up.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm guessing uh, not. Well, they must be Small children. <laughs> <laughs> Small children. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like, well, everything in Australia is made to kill you. Like the dingoes will take your babies. All the snakes, the lizards, everything's there to kill you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is a only in Florida story. <laughs> like a dude has basically a little baby dinosaur on funny on enough this property.
0: They're frugivores. They're omnivores, but they
2: mostly are fruit eaters. So Do they eat any like rotten meat or anything? No, 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 no. They're they're totally fruit eaters. Then they are um, probably great tasting
0: they, Yeah, yeah. They, they they eat like whatever wild fruit grows in Australia, so they probably taste really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had another bird, um, we had another bird that probably tasted disgusting. Uh, Ebenezer was his name. He was a um a marabou stork. If you ever look up a marabou stork, they are carnivorous meat eaters in Africa. Um And they're they're scavengers, so they don't eat – they don't catch and eat fresh meat. They mm. pick the bones of carcasses. Um, they're one of the largest flying birds, but uh, he was a mean son of a bitch. That was a mean fucking bird.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was a yeah. mean asshole.
1: Pixamite <laughs> is joking around, I'm sure. He said that bird needs to be banned right away. I think in Florida you have to have <laughs> special licenses to yeah. have this bird. But.
0: Yeah, what do you got licensing to, to own a yeah. cassowary? You can't just go buy a cassowary
1: yeah let me see lola uh let me see here if i could do this yeah um i'm trying to okay yeah lola sent me a picture let me see i'll throw this up here for a second so you guys can see this is the bird that we're talking look at this thing on this bird's head yeah (laughs) there it's basically a bird with a rhinoceros horn on its head okay that is no. why why would you even mess around with this thing um
0: the yeah. the one that we had for our company, because when I worked for Bush Gardens, I didn't actually work for them. I worked for the company. We were a contractor. I worked for a company that did animal training and we specialized in birds. The one that we had was very, very nice. She was a, an easygoing bird. She had no interest in killing people. Um but in in the wild, they will fuck you up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they will straight fuck you up. Because there's <laughs> protection against uh, predators that will easily eat them, because as uh oh, yeah. As, yeah, as Harrison is saying, they gotta be tasty
0: we are
2: and again everything in australia is made to kill you yeah everything i've heard about like uh animals as long as they're eating something that's fresh killed they taste great so yeah they probably taste
0: don't eat a don't eat a like a condor or a or a a vulture because they probably (laughs) taste like ass
1: can you just imagine, like, this guy was breeding these. Can you imagine if all of a sudden Florida had a... Well, actually, that would not last long, because dudes in Florida would take these things out.
2: Oh, I thought you were to take them out,
1: out. Yeah, oh, pythons. That's true. That's true. Uh, SoCal Gunner gave us five bucks. He says, uh, Jim Shockey went to Afghanistan to sheep on his, um, his show Uncharted. That hunt was an adventure. I agree with Harry. I'm a hardcore hunter myself. So there you go. And you can see uh, SoCal Gunner right there. You can see him... Uh, I don't know how many how many points that thing is he's holding, Babyface. Do you understand the points of the? He's got something here. I don't know how you count the points in it. He'll tell us because in, uh, in his oh,
0: in the picture. not sure. Yeah. Um, not did sure. you speaking of pythons? Did you see the seventeen foot python that was captured uh, over the last week in think, the Everglades?
1: I saw it looking at Joe Rogan. Yeah, it was a seventeen
0: foot, one hundred and forty pound python. <laughs> Took four people to carry it. <laughs> it's as big around as your thigh. It what is. Did,
1: what did they take that out with? That's what I wonder.
0: Oh God, probably a twenty-two. Because their head's a little tiny thing. You don't got to aim from. Well, as long as you can hit it, but you don't need like a big old shotgun or anything.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of the python hunting is that you just use like a twenty-two. Even for gators, a lot of gator hunters just use a twenty-two, like right at the base of the skull, mm. and takes it out.
1: Yeah, I think twenty-two Magnum is popular. Oh yeah, for that. Um, but so yeah, what? man, that guy unfortunately. And that's someone right here in Florida that got taken out by that thing. But uh, here's a a little hint. If you're raising little dinosaurs on your property, don't fall. (laughs) Be careful. Don't trip. (laughs) Why do I feel like
2: Walter has a... uh... Like a little dinosaur farm somewhere. <laughs>
1: uh, maybe his dad. If uh, if Walter's dad found out about those birds, those birds must be really valuable because I think he was raising them. I don't know who he, who's going to buy that.
0: Walter says make boots, belts and more belts. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, well, what are you buying this bird for, though? That's what I'm wondering, like, uh, because you
0: want to have a, a bird, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, A giant fucking bird.
1: Listen, people in Florida doing crazy things like this, when the apocalypse hits, all of these creatures are going to start going wild.
2: Mm-hmm. You, better,
1: you better be walking around with 308. <laughs> that's, all mm-hmm. that's all I'm saying. So, um, what is this? Uh, SoCal says it's a mule deer, Hank. It was a 4x4 180 class deer. I don't know what that means. Me neither. I'm just going to pretend. It, he said <laughs> it was all-wheel drive four by four yeah yeah 180
0: is that the horsepower yeah.
1: 180 class i know i know the one Gear power e for mercedes so it's like somewhere <laughs> it's just in that
2: 10, 10 steps down okay i've got a new idea for a video Uh-oh. we're gonna take you two guys with all the gear guns etc and drop you off in the middle of the rockies oh my god i could survive
0: now i could survive i was a boy scout i could probably get by at least for a little while. You have Hank. Hank alive though. No, yeah, Hank would just slow me down and oh, be beat really? my ass.
1: <laughs> okay. Now I know what to do when we get dropped off first thing. <laughs> take out babyface i <laughs> I I'm not gonna kill you. Oh well guess what's gonna happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna haul ass out of there.
1: <laughs> yeah, you never know, man. I might be able to survive. I can revert to being wild. Could you? Can you think, think you could? <laughs> it's going to take a little while.
2: <laughs> Where's my Audi? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a little blow. Um, <laughs> so where is this you dropping us off? In the Rockies, you said? Where, where yep. is it, you said? In the Rockies. Hmm. Okay.
2: I'd be better to do it in the Florida swamps. Oh, God. You know, Just uh, kill me
1: first. <laughs> right? yeah. Suck. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, you're not gonna be able to sleep in those in the in the, <laughs> the swamps anywhere, man. I mean, oh, we're awful. we're not in the swamps now, but when you're the mosquitoes mm-hmm. <laughs> eat you alive. So, um, Clover tax says Texas has more big exotic cats in private collections than there are in zoos. Let that sink in.
2: Mm,
0: yeah, I'm surprised. That's true. You showed me that. Remember that uh, video of Joe Rogan talking to uh God, what's his name i said about him buying a, a tiger was it yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but um, so yeah you know what there's a lot of people in florida too that have um exotic cats uh, even where we live because okay so a lot of the circus folk in um they spend their winters right when they're not the circuses and i don't know if they do circuses anymore but this is what they used <laughs> to do they they winter in florida so they have these they're, animals in the circus.
0: Yeah, they're all from uh, on their Sarasota, I want to say. Like there's a, there's a circus area near Sarasota where they all live.
1: Yeah, some of them are in they're, my neighborhood. There was a guy that had a couple lions and everything. We would drive by and see him.
2: So you're telling me a bunch of carnies live in Florida? That explains. Oh uh, so yes.
1: Oh no, you,
0: you. That's not even the best. So we have a carny town. We also have a witch town. Well, Hank, have you been there?
1: Uh no, I think I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, no, we have a. That's a what town. Harrison just gave up. He's like. We it? have
0: a town of psychics. The whole town is just like all psychics, and I can't yeah. think of the name of it offhand. Hold on, I'll find it real quick.
1: Yeah. Um. So, so-, so Gunner says Harry drinking the kombucha. What flavor you <laughs> Cass-
0: got, Harry? Casadega. Casadega, Florida is
1: That's all the psychics. Way down? Oh, all psychics? Okay, yep. I need to go to that town. Here, let me see yeah, There you it's, go. Boom. You could throw it up again. Pretty interesting. Throw it up again. I didn't get a chance to show the bottle, Harrison. Uh, Kion- Kionade. Okay. Kionade. I don't know. That what is stuff,
2: that? I swear, kept me from getting sick at
1: shot. Oh, okay. You have to it through without catching the disease. Yep. Yeah. For is you, it, is it good like, for the yang? Is it good for the yang? They say it's good for something. So. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I've always,
0: I've seen pictures of kombucha and it looks disgusting. It's got like shit like growing
1: down in it, and I just, Lola's, I can't get past. It. Lola says it's good for your stomach. It's cayenne pepper.
2: Yeah, it's got it's got a bunch of probiotics and stuff in probiotics, it, and it's yeah. it's supposed to help your immunities and. I did that in essential oils, and like, I'm not a good sick person, so when I get sick, it like shuts me down, so I'm willing to try anything to keep that from happening. And this has worked, so. Oh, what's yeah. it taste like? Because I want it to taste like tea, but obviously it's not going to yeah. taste like tea. It, yeah. Tastes yeah. Like no, it tastes like fermented lemonade. Oh, okay. In a bad way or like a boozy way? <laughs> it does have a slight trace amount of alcohol. Yeah, it is. There's a really? 21 plus ID to buy, but it's still not that.
1: <laughs> oh, That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, there's a bunch of comments here from people. Um, Len Holt says Hank will need an R8 airboat to make it.
0: Brian, uh, Brian Quick says Harry drinks kombucha and carries a CZ probably.
1: Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? Get out right on that? No, that looked like a Glock. That looked like a Glock-y yeah, Glock. He Yeah, Glock forty-eight. Yeah. Oh, Glock forty-eight. Okay, we are going to talk about some gun stuff here in a second. uh Ronald Hotboy says Hank will taste delicious.
0: <laughs> he only eats like really good beef, so yeah, he probably yeah, I'm would. i that dark
1: meat. <laughs> Hank,
0: Hank's steakier,
1: like exclusively. <laughs> Yeah, I've got nice marbling, nice, nice
0: marbling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, the arms man says, good evening, gents. Shout out to Harry. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah. We s- taste like
0: pork? Huh? That's what I've been told. I read online that we taste like pork. Who, people? People. Taste like, taste like pig. Oh. Very
2: similar. <laughs> oh, we have a similar diet.
0: Yeah, we're the other, other white meat. <laughs>
1: and oh boy we're getting we are getting real dark here <laughs> <laughs> getting real dark i've carried my revolver in, in in single action says try some black seed oil that shit is awesome black seed, black seed oil? oil i got your black seed oil right here oh no, <laughs> <heard of that. laughs> <sighs> Okay, Walter says. Okay, Walter's trying to switch us. He said picked up a eighty-eight commission rifle at the creek. A eighty-eight commission. What the heck is that? I don't. Know. Okay, I'm gonna have to Google that now. Eighty-eight commission rifle. Right. Do you know what that is, Harrison? you eighty-eight. I do not. You think he
0: means the Gewehr eighteen
1: eighty-eight? No, eighty-eight commission rifle is apparently a thing.
0: Yeah, the Gewehr eighty-eight. The oh, model eighteen oh. eighty-eight commission rifle. So it's the Gewehr, the German Gewehr
2: eighty-eight. Or okay. jewer, if you the precursor to the 98 Mauser, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll
1: throw up some stuff so. yeah. here.
2: Yeah, I guess this is like the precursor.
1: There we go. This is what we're talking about. Oh, that's it's... cool. Walter going uh, classical. I guess it shoots the same card shirts. I don't yeah.
2: know. This is weird. No, because I mean good. that'd probably be that's probably pre-smoke powder. powder right at yeah. the. Yep.
0: Yeah. You uh, rendered all the large bore black powder rifles. No, no, no. This was using
2: uh, smokeless was... powder. So is this like the first military successful?
1: Yeah, first smokeless powder. Is it related to a Sturmgewehr? <laughs> well, Gewehr means, right, means
0: rifle, I think. So yeah, it's just rifle model 88. So basically. what does
1: Sturmgewehr mean? Storm rifle? Stormtrooper rifle?
0: like that. It's like battle rifle, maybe?
1: Something. Yeah, I'd be lying if I tell you, told you on there. <laughs> yes, yeah. Walter said not made by Mauser.
0: Sturm Gewehr is assault rifle. So a Sturm
2: is assault.
1: Oh okay, assault, Sturm. Okay.
2: Sturm so, <laughs> I carry my revolvers asking, "Have you guys seen the new uh, Glock 47? What do you guys think about that?"
1: Um, I haven't seen. Have you, Harrison? Have you seen the 47s?
2: It's basically a Glock 45 frame with a 17 link slide.
1: Oh, okay. Did, wait a second, I think I did see these. I shot these. Is it wait, is it the No, actually, what was it? No, it's
2: a it's a but it's nine by nineteen. Correct. Border Patrol. When I say Glock forty-five, I mean like the nineteen. Oh, Glock. oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm on board. I, I
0: always thought the nineteen or the forty-five. Which this is getting so <laughs> goddamn confusing. The, uh, the smaller slide didn't make a whole lot of sense. But what's the difference then from a seventeen?
2: Uh, it'll the slide will fit on a nineteen frame. So if you own the oh. Gen Five nineteen.
0: Oh, okay, I'm on board with that. And I would like to have a 19 with this slide on top. I think that'd be pretty dope.
2: And then also somebody else asked uh, about the uh, APX single stack. Did you guys see that? What would you think?
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No.
2: That's made by APX's Beretta? Correct. I've look, never... Look it up. Uh, well, is it all right?
1: APX, so, what, do you, what is it? APX single stack? stack. Yeah. APX single um,
0: I've never, excuse me, I've never shot, oh, Guns and Gear, first thing that comes up, Guns and Gear got a video.
1: 9 millimeter, 10 round, striker fired, uh, Beretta? Uh, I like the shape of it. This one's
2: only 6 rounds, a so 6 round and 8 round mag.
1: Is it from so Beretta?
2: A- well, Correct.
1: 43. Yeah. Okay. Let me uh, throw up something oh, from bad. that here.
0: The gun that's sitting around here really somewhere, good. we ended up shooting the new
2: Mossberg, and I really like that. Honestly, the Mossberg. I thought that was a really smart gun, but I think considering the problems people have had with the Sig P365, they're not willing to try out a new gun. I could see it from anybody. Uh, to talk. Otherwise, I think that would have been the best-selling gun of the year. Yeah. Of the surprise! We we shot it, and
0: I really like it. I actually really. It's a little bit bigger than the forty-three, um, but it and and it's a little heavier. Uh, but it sits really nicely in the hand, and it shoots really nicely. I really, really like it.
1: Yeah. By the cool. way, that video is actually um, – I actually it's released that video, so that video is live.
0: Oh, so people can go watch it.
1: Yeah. Uh, let me see. I'm going to try to go look at the – Captain
0: Shark says internals are identical to the Nano, including the trigger. I've never liked the Nano.
1: I, so, boom, I've never – There it goes. If, I'm, just, I'm just previewing uh, – let me see. Let's see if we can get it to – yeah, i got to probably go back here and take a look at it. But you guys can't see the whole thing. But there is a video up on it. If you guys go check out YouTube, you'll see me rocking the Liberty Suppressor shirt in that video. So, yeah, it's so, not – I think it's not a bad – it's not a bad gun. It's you know, I'd like to, close if, to the
0: if I'd like to get my hands on it and try it. It's just so hard not to recommend the forty-three to people
2: because it's such a good gun. The big problem I see with a gun like this is it's never going to get widespread adoption because it doesn't do anything different from a Glock. Yeah. It doesn't do anything better. Yep. And, and they might come in at a slightly lower price point or higher, but Beretta, Ber, Beretta's don't sell well when their prices go down. They're considered a premium brand, so people get sketched out when they lower their prices. Yeah. People, it, mm-hmm. Right now, the best selling guns that aren't a Glock 19 or some of the better selling guns are the Sig X series, which are in like that 750 range. Mm-hmm. And then the F and 509 tactical, which is an 800 $900 gun. That gun is fantastic though. I love yeah. that thing. Ugh. But I think somebody needs to come out with a single stack that kind of has all those features built into it. And is more of a $750 range gun versus trying to compete in the 400 range with the shield the 43 and every the p365 everything that's already out there Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. by the way guys if you know if if you check out um harry's holsters on youtube you're not just going to see like holster videos harry's into guns and you do some good reviews i think you had like one of the early reviews on the p365 yeah yeah got yourself in some trouble with sig with that
2: one. (laughs) (laughs) did you end up breaking yours (laughs) The first one I had had major reliability issues: failure to feed, failure to lock back, all kinds Oops. of stuff. And then the second one, I broke the striker right at a thousand rounds.
0: I've I've tried. I'm at between twelve and f- probably twelve hundred rounds, and I've yet to have any issues. I've and I'm ta- I'm
2: trying to break it. Like I'd love I, to see it break. I've talked with people that have three, four thousand rounds, like legitimate. And then you know, mm-hmm. there's guys on the internet that tell me they have sixteen thousand rounds through theirs. Yeah, right. Six weeks okay. after getting it, but yeah, I, <laughs> I just, I think SIG's got some of the best engineers. They
1: I, just, I,
0: think, th- I think the problem is they did rolling improvements
2: on the gun and it's hard to get away from first impressions. Yeah, well, they get it 98% complete and then say, we need to go to production versus ironing out that last 2%. Yep. Yeah. and then yeah. that last two percent shoots him in the foot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Steve uh, Pro Two A says I have a born on February twenty nineteenth. Imagine you like you, when you're talking. Like I don't know when my Glock was born, but I, I know people have to be aware of this with the uh, 365s. He said he has a born on February twenty nineteen P three sixty five that has functioned perf- perfectly. It's really it's really nice to shoot. Um, the one that we're testing, I think it's okay. Probably the issues with it are based on me, according to Babyface P. Did you Big, mean giant ones. hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it's it's actually really not doing that that badly, I think. Uh, what do you think? Your, Walter yours? and
0: I shot the hell out of it. Mine is yeah. in my lovely blue holster. Oh, there it's you go. It's fucking fantastic. Is that I a Harry's holster?
1: Yes, it is. Yeah. Boom. Go ahead. No, and show I, it. This- this thing goes with the with every the day blue Kryptek. Is that the blue Kryptek? It's the Neptune, I think. The I Neptune.
2: think that's Neptune. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love this. Absolutely love it. And mine's mine's custom. Don't ask for the hair, the the baby face custom because I got mine customized. Apparently not. So. I, I asked for not the holes to not have the holes up front because I want to see. I like the color. I want all the color. Oh okay. Um, but I no this. I mean, I was actually, you know, Hank, we were,
1: look. This is what I got. I got the. Yeah. See, you got the custom like me. I got the red. Um,
0: does it it make you feel good to know that like this goes with me everywhere yeah it is my i trust my life to this combo right here
2: like i get customer emails and some of those it's just nice when you get them and things they say Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of crazy you have a product that people do take with them everywhere everywhere
0: Mm -hmm. i have like this morning i went to go get coffee and basketball shorts and i forgot i forgot my gun at home and i was like i feel so weird not having my gun on me <laughs> because it literally goes with me everywhere it's it's crazy
1: yeah yeah i, I that's love mine true. You know, the, the
0: Cryptek blue looks awesome
1: yeah i think that's definitely something to uh think about that uh like i know for example i have my holster on me now but since it's the uh it's the glock 43 i have it on me all the time so when i go home i have on sweats i got this, the holster
0: it and, so. and the great thing about these small guns is it doesn't doesn't pull your pants off when uh if you're wearing sweats or whatever yeah
1: yeah <laughs> i wouldn't do that i wouldn't do that with uh
2: 19 will take your pants with you that's like every now and then i'll carry with a tucked in shirt and doing that my the clip i use attaches to the pants behind the belt and concealment wise i could conceal something like this
1: ah <laughs> wait hold on wait. show that again show that again
0: it's a full-size 19 was it
2: it's a 19X with a Surefire and an RMR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big old, big old thing. Mm-hmm. But the 48, you know, 43 size guns are like the biggest weight wise. It's not the gun, it's the weight. You don't want it to pull your pants down, and make your waistline look all weird.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. You don't want, what are you saying? You don't want to be pants on the ground? <laughs> yeah. I look like a fool. Full... <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. But no, you know I love, happen.
0: I, I used to be, and I still, Hank knows I still am cheap in some ways, but seriously, for anybody out there looking at holsters, they're expensive, but buy something quality. It's well well worth it, especially when it goes with you everywhere, all day, every day, and you were needing to trust your life that your gun's not going to randomly fall out or fall off of you. It's well worth it.
2: My my dad raised me with a mantra. He goes, good socks, good shoes, good underwear, Mm -hmm. and really like. People will spend a bunch of money on, like, a suit they wear three times a year. Yeah. The reality <laughs> is just go to Joseph A. Banks or something and buy a suit for 100 bucks, yep. but spend 200 bucks on the leather belt you wear every day or 200 bucks on the pair of shoes you're going to wear every single day. Yeah. You
0: yeah. I Out of it. Belts, if you're concealed carrying, belt is worth the money. A holster is worth deal. the money. Yeah. Yeah. Big time.
1: Yeah. What yeah, belts good. do you got, Ron? Uh, I'm— I'll show you guys my belt. Hold Uh-oh, on. <laughs> belts are coming out now. Belts are coming See, out. Hold I, on, let me get I'm
0: let me running this. I'm a uh, crossbreed holster belt, leather, yep. all leather belt. Um, and, you know, it's funny. And back to – harkening back to me being cheap, I go to their Seconds website where – because, you know, they have, like, their guarantee that if you don't like it, you send it back. So they they sell the Seconds on their Seconds, Crossbreed Seconds website for, like, half the price. I just buy from there. When one comes available for like 30 or 40 bucks, I'll just buy it. And
1: these things are super durable. I love this thing. Okay, cool. Harrison, do you want to show off your belt?
2: You I'm rocking a mean jean leather belt. I'm about to order another one of these. It's they're incredible, they're incredibly thick, they carry well. The fact that it's leather works really well with the metal clips. Leather on, is
0: on one thing, thing I've learned is leather. For my, in my experience has worked better for me than like the the tactical nylon. Um, this has been far better and it goes with like, as foofy as this is, it goes with every outfit. I, I can put on anything
2: and this <laughs> yep. belt will go with it. Yeah. Well, one thing, getting a little bit deep into the details here, leather has texture on it that the clips do kind of stick to and they move less than the nylon belts. The downside is, you know, they stretch and they bend with time. But a very thick leather belt. It's gonna lose a lot of its stiffness, but it still carries really well.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm so on board with that. This is weird because that we're all wearing leather belts. Mine are actually <laughs> mine are actually Sam Andrews.
2: Oh so you so went real them.
1: fancy. Yeah, so these are from Sam <laughs> Andrews. And this is uh what is this? is this Buffalo Lola? I think it's Buffalo. Oh that sounds Cape, nice. Yeah, Cape Buffalo. I, I got regular old cow right here and it works
0: just fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not knocking it or anything like that. But you know what? I think that um yeah, leather belts, I'm I'm cool with that.
0: When Is buckshot that what... passes on, I'll make a belt out of him. He'll be my everyday carry belt. You won't be my doggy belt? That's
1: not hey, even that's not even He's right.
2: like he's like I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you, you and Babyface need to go gator hunting and then you can bring Sam some Yeah he can just like make everything for you out of that gator i I don't know if i've told you yet hank but
0: Mm -hmm. i actually know a guy that is like a florida gator hunter during the season
2: on season yeah
0: that's like his thing yeah we could go gator hunting
1: yeah sam does uh he does a lot of gator stuff it's pretty badass um the uh the valuable part he says is the is it the horns like those you know that some parts of the gator it's almost like a horn kind of
0: oh yeah That's, that's better that's more expensive
1: yeah, I don't know if that works I everywhere though. Obviously, that's not that's not good on a belt. <laughs> yeah, I always it. thought the belt
0: was really <laughs> expensive because it's soft.
1: Yeah. Um, so let's see. I know other people use lots of stuff. It's no, it's uh, it's a coincidence that we're all using leather. Um, I see Chris Gibson says I use a sixteen dollar Cordura belt, worn it for years, no issues. Yeah. Just make sure you yeah. get a good belt. I think.
2: It's well. Important. And another thing is, if you every now and then, like companies like Five Eleven. There's a bunch of brands that they'll put stuff on clearance, and sometimes you'll get a really good belt mm-hmm. for a cheap price, but they don't – not all their belts are created equally, so beware of those low price belts. Sometimes you're getting something really good on clearance, other times just a flimsy belt, and if you're carrying a Shield of 43, the amount of belts you're going to need is different than if you're carrying a Glock 34. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. For sure.
1: So let's see. There's a bunch of people telling us what they use. Uh, Core, uh, Steve Pro 2A says Core Essentials Gun Belt. Love how adjustable they are. Jeffari H says Scuba Webbing Emissary Belt. Uh, Vanessa so Kitty says webbing... my nylon belt will outlast me.
0: Yeah, the nylon belts are good. The one problem that I had was the one that I bought was the, time, uh, the type with a Cobra buckle on the front. And... I wear normally wear just like uh, cargo oh, oh, not cargo shorts but whatever they are without the pockets on the side mm-hmm. and um, like khaki shorts most of the time and the Cobra buckled never wanted to get through the belt loops because the belt loops are like inch and a half or smaller so it was a pain in the ass trying to get the Cobra buckle on um, and then it was just constantly a
2: pain in my, my ass so I went back to leather and I have a look back yeah a, a lot of the belts on the market are kind of overbuilt to a degree oh team. yeah um, some of the nylon ones are just so stiff mm. they're too stiff and they don't wear in
0: yeah that that's the problem that i had with this one as well is in certain sitting certain ways it would like poke into my side poke into my back where the leather kind of has formed to me and yep. it's super comfortable it takes like six months to get a good leather belt where you oh, want yeah. it then after yeah, that it's like, a, it's like a good baseball glove or whatever. you got to wear it in. It's got to be used, and then it's perfect.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. So, listen, the, I know there's lots of options that people have out there. Get the best belt, I think, like these guys are saying. Spend some money on it. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, especially if you're grown up, it's going to last you forever. <laughs> you know, um, I've got like two Sam mm-hmm. Andrews belts. Um, I've got some other belts that I use from time to time, but I find that to be comfortable for the most part, so you know
0: as um, as cheap as i am i'm turning i'm starting to to turn into a buy once cry once type just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as much as possible
1: yeah
2: you save a lot of money in the end yeah i was, really do you i was really going to
1: say uh, oh by the way skips tactical is out there shout out to her i think she's coming on tomorrow so shout out to skips tactical um so can the belt save you sometimes can you use that as a tourniquet or do you need a certain kind of belt to use that as a tourniquet Hello. or not a good idea uh, not a good idea. No,
0: not a good idea. A, if that's a concern of yours,
2: keep a real tourniquet on you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> You're, yeah I'm just asking you that can question. You literally
2: yeah. use a t-shirt and like a dowel rod more effectively in most cases. Than you can. You need something that you want something that will go as tight and as flexible as possible without breaking. So you'd be better off to take a t-shirt and wrap – take pieces of a t-shirt, wrap them together, and then get something that's really going to close down. Whereas a, most belts are going to be too stiff to really lock it. Yeah, okay. I've taken one too many medical classes, so no, don't... that's know. good,
1: that's good. That's why I figured it would yeah. be a good thing to yeah. talk about. All that's right. one thing I don't feel like
0: I've done enough of. Medi- uh,
1: yeah.
0: Like medical training. Yeah.
2: It's, you, really, there's a lot of it more locally than you'd think around that's really helpful. hmm Anybody that's taught t- TCCC or anything like that, I mean, there's only so much you can do medically, and that's the biggest thing to learn once you kind of know what that is, it's really fairly simple. You're like, unless I have this level of skill, I'm not touching that.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. So there are uh, I, I have I have built my first aid kit to my skill level. i I yeah. don't keep I don't keep sutures. I don't keep anything like that in my kit because I just flat out don't have the skill to use
1: that stuff. Yeah. Sam Gell says paracord bracelet plus have a hard pen or rod around bracelet <laughs> sorry what
0: uh, just a paracord bracelet for a while that was such like a meme it thing was a thing i had up.
1: i used to wear like two of them did you really yeah, uh, I used to wear, like a bunch of paracord. Uh, you know but you know why okay you know why i really like the paracord bracelet um because my uh, ksg whenever i shot it i would get these little necks on my wrist, wrist. Yeah, so i yep. would wear big paracord <laughs> bracelets just to protect my little baby wrists yeah i've got i've got sensitive wrists <laughs> i'm just saying don't you know don't don't uh, laugh at my pain but uh yeah so absolutely i uh i get that let me see here my camera is acting crazy looks fine to me could, uh, it does okay it's uh acting a little crazy here on me but i'll, I'll try to fix that in the background okay so do you guys want to talk about this thing that um i saw on uh the Firearm, oh, is it the Firearms? The Truth About Guns. Here, let me uh, let me pull this up here. And now I pressed something and lost it. That's weird.
0: What was it about?
1: Yeah, basically it's about um, the NRA suing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're basically suing the uh, Ackerman McQueen. Hold on, let me see if I can pull this up here.
0: It's in our chat. It's in the Skype chat. Yeah,
1: I got it. I got it. Just this thing's bouncing around on me. Okay, yeah. Let me let me pull it up here so you guys can see it. Wall Street Journal: the NRA has sued longtime advertising firm Ackerman McQueen. Um, Ackerman McQueen has been the National Rifle Association's marketing firm for over thirty years. Among other services, Ackerman produces NRA TV for the NRA. All of those personalities you see in their videos, such as Dana Loesch and Colin Noir, work for Ackerman, not the NRA directly. As has been widely reported, the NRA finances have been strained in recent years, in part due to attacks from states such as New York. And now, apparently, as part of an internal struggle going on within the NRA HQ over Ackerman's significant role and the huge, amount, uh, the huge amounts the NRA pays for their services. Uh, there's lots of people that say that Ackerman McQueen really runs the NRA. If they're paying this much money, I bet they do. The long-time relationship is very much in question. And there's a whole Wall Street Journal thing here about it going on. Uh, The lawsuit filed late Friday comes amid an unusual battle unfolding behind the scenes at the NRA 76 member board, which some say pits a small group of pro-Ackerman McQueen directors against other board members and an ousted NRA attorney. So It's... It's deep here. It's all stupid.
0: The whole thing yeah. is stupid. I wish the NRA would unfud themselves and get back to what they are supposed to do, which is teaching gun safety and getting people into shooting sports, and then have a lobbying side. That's all we need. The, the stupid BS that they do, it just drives me nuts. And then their uh, their PR firm is so ridiculous. Like the, whoever is in charge of their PR has no idea how to grab young votes and
1: eyes. And, but that's and what ears. we're talking about. That's what Ackerman McQueen is.
2: Yeah, exactly. So yeah.
1: it's just – it's time to get rid of them, honestly.
2: A- Ackerman McQueen did a good job with Coley on their war at first, and then everything else they've done, I feel like, has wow. failed. Dana you know, has lost his gas.
0: Dana Lorsch is, is kind of a disaster for them. Um, and, and a lot of their PR stuff – the only PR that they can put out is, oh, they're coming after your guns. Give us more money. Like, that's that's all they can ever do. Yeah. Um. So, it, yeah, their PR that message, is just such that a That message
1: gets played out eventually. I think I agree with you uh, in, in what you're saying, Harrison, that they did do a good job um, in the beginning. But, okay, I think we got to look at a couple of things going on here. I always tell people this story. Way back when I started doing this at SHOT Show, there was a huge meeting, NSSF, NRA <laughs> – Okay. And the writers, like the magazine writers, and they were all trying to figure out what to do with the YouTube people, Mm -hmm. you know. And then after that, out of that came this whole thing that we see that they signed up Colin Noir, a bunch of other people. They started putting those people out there. I think Colin Noir and and, uh, Dana Loesch came somewhere after that initial wave, I think, because they lost a bunch of people. Um, And they did do a good job with Colin Noir. It was great. Everyone loved him and me included still still do i think he's i still think he's cool the tough thing now is that we're mad because we don't agree with the direction that the nra is going they pretty Mm -hmm. much opened the door to this whole bump stock ban and Mm -hmm. a bunch of other stuff and we're mad about it and we like Colin noir i think is in a funny kind of position right because he works for this company what can he really say i mean maybe he agrees with them Maybe he can't maybe he doesn't agree with them and he can't say anything about it but we're mad at him because we are used to him like giving us the blunt you know truth of of what's going on we supported him on a lot of other things that he said and now mm-hmm. there's a lot of people mad at him and that kind of like is a tough deal for him to deal with I think but it's a it's a sword that cuts both ways
2: well, well the reality is Ackerman McQueen is a professional marketing company mm-hmm. these aren't some guys who just you know, said, oh, we're going to start a marketing company. I guarantee they have him in NDAs, uh, you know, non-disclosure agreements. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. him with non-competes. They have him tied up so far. Oh, he
0: doesn't own his own. I I don't want to say he doesn't own his own brand, but I'm fairly certain at this point he doesn't own his own brand. He is owned by Ackerman McQueen.
2: Yeah, and so it if, sucks for him. If he wanted to speak out against anything, he is going to get sued Mm-hmm. If he even has the ability to put that on one of his platforms, being YouTube, Instagram, etc., let's just say he did that. It'd be taken down within hours, probably. and he would be sued to no end. I mean, he'd ha- he'd be tied up in legal battles for the next five to ten years that he yeah. probably doesn't have the money to fight. Yeah. And he wouldn't win.
1: Yeah. So, it's, a, it's a tough deal. It's a tough deal. And I think I'm always trying to tell people you got to – look, we kind of expect him, right? Because of what we were used to, they, they got – on board with him because of his brand right of getting Mm -hmm. out there and saying he's he's a really good representative and i think he has a great future probably that's diminishing a little bit it'll probably be better for him to get away from the nra if he could and just speak his own mind so when he supports them he supports them and when he doesn't he doesn't who knows for all we know he agrees with all this stuff but it's it's a tough deal for him being in this contract you know It was a great thing. Helped him blow up. I'm not I think he would have blown up anyway, but definitely not as fast as with the backing of the NRA and all of our support. And now we're kind of like mad at him because we don't agree with the NRA, but he's not the NRA really because he works for this company (laughs) and not exactly the NRA.
2: And this is something we got to think about it right now. The people that are having the most one of the individuals that's having the most positive effect on the uh, Second Amendment I'd say is demo ranch, like it's, for getting young people in. You think? Yeah, for for new exposure, and it's the people that are not one hundred percent. And it, honestly, it's not even his demo ranch channel. It's like off the ranch and that sort of stuff, where he just makes vague uh, references to guns every now and then. So people that are watching, like. You're not going to get into guns necessarily by watching a Mac video or a Hickok video Mm -hmm. or a Lifestyles Locked and Loaded video. Yeah, you're probably already there. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, teasing it a little bit. And maybe that allows you to get used to the idea.
1: Um, So I think that's true. I think that's true. Uh, Here's the thing. I mean, I guess I know Demo Ranch kind of tries to stay away from getting into the politics of it all which is probably not bad for his brand or whatever that he that he's doing uh we do need kind of someone to stare people in the right direction and yeah when people first come into it they don't want to get knocked upside the head uh which yeah. is pretty much what we do right because we're hardcore <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so
2: and everybody has their place but like i've been thinking about starting something outside of the gun stuff to where i kind of tease the gun stuff in like i know you've talked about it, hank where it's like people want to see like this 95 90 percent non-guns and then like 10 percent guns mm-hmm. so you have molt and i think the way a lot of these channels like you notice a lot of the hunting channels everybody's starting multiple channels now because they're afraid any hunting fishing any of that stuff is going to be taken down
1: yeah yeah eventually yeah i think so i mean that's a completely that's uh definitely something that's happening it's a little bit um, it's a little bit different from this particular thing. Uh, Skip's Tactical says, uh, "I think we need to support him still because we know that his hands are tied. Uh, we need people That's... like him in those positions to add that diversity."
0: You know, my my the thing there that is tough to deal with, sort of, is and, and this is a question that you have about a lot of I at least I have a lot about uh, about a lot of YouTubers is. Mm-hmm. What they're saying is it him saying that? Is that his opinion, or is that somebody telling him to have this opinion? And that's a lot of YouTubers that I think a lot of people are struggling with at the moment.
1: Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay, I do. So, what do you think when when, uh, Colin is out there? Like, so for example, who has, who from our side of it has gone on Joe Rogan and uh, what's the name of the other? He was on that HBO show and all that stuff. I think it is. Uh, It is hard to get
0: anybody else. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, 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 uh, Colin Noir did that. In my opinion, we got to give him a lot of credit He was He was good
0: and and he came off very well, which was important. Yeah. Imagine sitting Chad and Eric on Bill Maher. They, I don't, as much as, as great as they have of YouTube channel, I don't know that they'd be good at... Sitting on a politics board and talking yeah. politics, but
1: and also like you know, Colin is uh, you know, I don't want to say he's a hipster, but he's cool. He's a cool young guy, you know. Yeah. So he's a good representative for that. And we, and if mm-hmm. and if he does that, and he's taking the risk behind that, like remember, they doxed him, they doxed his mom. They had people calling up his mom, threatening and all that kind of stuff. So he went through that on our behalf. And I think Mm -hmm. the reason why I'm saying all of this, I think a lot of what we see in his message is him. Now, obviously, he works for a company and we can't we we could sit here and knock that if we want to. But if you had that opportunity, what would you do? You have to question, ask yourself what you would do. I know that's our choice. Yeah, I know from my point of view, I never had that opportunity. But from my point of view, I like this where I can say what I want to say. If uh, like, you know, Safety Harbor supports me, but they get mad at me and they drop me. I could figure out like I, I could, you know, rough it on my own, do this thing, do that thing and still continue with the message. But if you, if you really look at that next to you, have this big organization behind you that can help you out, keep things organized. They've got a crew that can get in there and help you make videos and, and just do everything that needs to be done. The flip side of this is when we don't agree with them and we hate the organization, some of that's going to get transferred to the person. You know. And, and, and I think ultimately the best thing for that person in that position that they've already gotten there is if they can to get out of it we're still going to support them. They're just going to be on their own away from that organization, but they'll still have us. So what? what now, do you want? go ahead.
2: One thing I think we've also got to take into account is you're never going to 100 percent agree mm-hmm. with any group's stance. Yep. A lot of people are going to say, screw the NRA. I don't want anything to do with them. And they're fine to do that. But they also have to look at it. Have they voted in the last election? And if they did, I guarantee they did not vote for somebody who they agreed with 100%. They they are not looking at the issues individually, and they're not taking a look at themselves and being truly uh, thoughtful about their beliefs.
1: Yeah, I think most of us probably – if you're a gun guy, you probably voted Trump. I know as a gun guy I'm not 100% happy with Trump. I don't know if I'm 50% happy with him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And the reality is everybody who says they would have been 100% happy with Hillary – they're lying as
1: well. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You're not going to agree 100% with any other human. It's impossible. Yeah. And yet somebody that's gotten that stage yeah. of political truth.
1: I mean, I think a lot of people knew going in that they would not be happy with Hillary. That's why she did not win. Yeah. So that's that's how we got here where we are. And yeah, man, you're right. It's nothing none of this is perfect. None of this is perfect and it's a tough I think it's a tough situation. Um, with all of this going on, it's obvious there's infighting, right? Because when these two yeah. when these two companies, when the NRA is the big dog, but, but, but Ackerman McQueen is getting a big chunk of the money, this is stuff people have been saying for a while. I've had Mac has been on here talking about this, right? Lots of other gun guys have talked about how Ackerman McQueen is so big. You know, it's really like sucking the lifeblood out of the NRA. Now we're actually seeing it on paper in court filings and stuff like that. And and we're only seeing it because there's some money issues. So if Pretty they, they were just, and what's the big thing that's happening to them, they have these money issues, not just because of what's going on with New York State and stuff like that, trying to bleed them dry. They also don't have our support. Now, I'm not trying to say that to people for them to support them. They they need our support. They kind of forgot about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Whoa. and that's how we're in this weird kind of situation that's going on.
2: Right now nothing's come up. You got to remember the Democrats control both the House and the or the House and the Senate right now or
1: No, I think we Democrats have, have, the, we have the Yeah, Senate. they have the House. We barely they have the, House, have the Senate. Right. We don't have Republican uh, senators but on our side.
0: We have pushovers that are in the Senate. Yes. Now.
2: Yeah. If they if, yeah, if they made if they made a big enough push, we could be under a real threat, and the reality is GOA is not big enough to counter it. Uh gun policy is doing a hell of a job in the courts, but they're not big enough to have any effect in the political spectrum. The NRA is the only one we can kind of work with there, and I hate to say it, it's one of those things you have to join your enemy at some point. Like
1: Yeah, and are, in- and are <laughs> they fully our enemy? Are they that much no. our enemy it, that we're willing to like Chop off our own nose, you know. That, well, that's kind of what I'm the, shouting. Sorry. Yeah,
2: we probably will chop off our nose, by our face, if we're not careful with all the negative NRA talk. It needs to be about how to reform them versus how to. That's
0: that's the big thing. Is we need to we need to make changes, but that is very but, difficult. Okay,
1: so where happen. where do where is their responsibility right. versus ours? Like Walter was just saying in a comment that he doesn't even open the letter anymore. He just tears it up. And Walter's a lifetime He's a lifetime NRA member, so he's already paid for that. But they need our continued support. Why won't they even listen to us and just come out and say, you know what, guys, we messed up, and we're going to deal with this, and we're going to try to make it up to you guys. Don't abandon they, they, us right now.
2: They can't admit, they'll never be able to do that because they can't admit they screwed up. And to a degree, that would show weakness to the other side and give them something they feel like they could exploit. So it's it's a funky situation all around.
1: Yeah. It really is.
0: Cuz you know that's that's one of those things that I work uh, a lot of like customer service stuff and I have for a couple years now and one thing that you learn as you go through it is less of not admitting defeat and more of it's almost kind of not admitting defeat just saying like oh man, how do I explain this? Um uh, it's almost like sorry, not sorry, but not in a negative way. Like when you when you open yourself up, say somebody's complaining about something and you open yourself up and they say, I'm sorry, this was my fault. People tend to like chomp at that and make it even worse. So I kind of understand where they're coming from, where if they come out and say, guys, we screwed up, it would possibly be 10 times worse because all of us would be like, well, we told you, you know. So yeah. I, I sort of see you're getting at. That. that was kind of hard to explain
1: yeah but that's kind of that's part of human nature right so first of all yeah you look
0: for weakness you're looking for that weakness
1: well we're all human beings so ultimately this has to be dealt on a human nature basis so it let's take a relationship like me and lola none of us like to admit that we're wrong but -hmm. if we do not admit that we're wrong then this problem is going to fester that we have Mm-hmm. At some point, we have to admit that. Now, admitting you're wrong, yes, you don't, because it's it's a psychological thing that you don't want to say, and even now, now what happens? But you need to go through this. It's part of the healing process, I think. Ultimately, yes, we're gonna be all I told you so or whatever. But like as as Harrison is saying. Like what other big organization do we have? We have to somehow deal with our stuff and move forward. We can't move forward as like a family or a couple or whatever it is and we really hate each other because we're just gonna keep backstabbing each other. It's not It's not really gonna get any better. At some point, we, it's all gonna fall apart. If you look at the NRA, the thing is falling apart right now.
0: We need, yeah. so we, we for sure, I would love to have more transparency in the NRA. In The same way that the GOA has, where they're like, you know, he does what's the guy that's running it comes out with a podcast once a week saying, Hey, we're fighting this battle here. We're fighting this battle here. This is what we did for this court case. Like, I would like to see that more because you never hear the NRA, I feel like, likes to only show how they've won in a court case. Like, they only bring out info when they're like, either when they either are telling you, Hey, this is coming down the pike and you need to help, or we won this court case. They're never like, "Yeah, hey, they, we lost this battle, but we're still fighting this war. We've put, uh, we're going after this case. We're going after this case. We've brought in this, you know, to help with this case, like whatever it may be. They don't talk about any of that. And I would love to see more of that.
1: And they only know us when they want money.
0: That's it. That's the biggest thing that I think annoys most people. Is it feels like they only they only want to talk
2: to you when they're looking for a buck. Now. <laughs> Also, like if they called up and I honestly right now, I'd have zero interest with in some of the red flag wall stuff of giving money to the NRA, ILA. But if they were calling up and say, hey, we need money because we're going to get uh, gun safety courses once a year for every schools, for all middle schools. Or See, all I'd, high be on, I'd be on board. I would donate one. I'd give them a couple yep. hundred bucks right now.
1: Yep, yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, Walter says – and this is Walter, just so everyone knows, but I agree with him 100 percent, so I'm just prefacing it. This is Walter's words. Like a drunk or druggie, you have to admit you fucked up. So Yeah,
2: they won't do it. And yeah, l- look, at, look, at, look at Trump. Imagine if Trump said he screwed up what his base would do. It would be a disaster all around. Hey, the NRA's got – any politician – when's Barack Obama said he screwed up big? Yeah. They yeah. No president go back and back. These people still have support from their base. They're going to lose it the second they say they screwed up. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and like you it's would, it's a, it's a
2: stinky game.
1: It's a weird, it's, it's a, a really, weird, it's a weird situation. Like you were saying, Harrison. You know, I would rather have Trump there, even though there's a lot of stuff that I don't like that's going on. I would rather have Trump there because, man, if we had Hillary and and and, uh, and Democrats had the House, we would we would be in trouble. And if yeah. all of this swings completely the other way and Democrats get the White House and they get the Senate and they have the House, you're going to see a lot of – like all of this we're, is going to – we're going to have serious problems. We're going to have to move off to other platforms, all kinds of stuff like that. So it's like we're really stuck between a, a rock and a hard place.
2: And I think that's always the case though. I think maybe not always in this facet of life, meaning our Second Amendment right. But everywhere in life you're always gonna be stuck between a rock and a hard place. There's yes. always gonna be challenges.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: yeah. I think people need to just realize that and realize it's a constant fight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, amen. That's what life is about. You got you gotta get up and fight every day. You know, you can't even celebrate a win that you get too much, man. Cause you, you go out and you start walking around your property and you're freaking dinosaur. You fall down and your dinosaur kills you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, chomps you up. By the way, so here's this. Here's the. Uh, here's the new Trump patch. I'm throwing this up on the screen for anyone who wants to see this. Walter. Walter is reminding me that they've come out with the new Trump patch, as well as "Savior Shekels." Do you guys see that? That's the golden, uh, the yellow circle here with the safety firearm firearms uh, logo. That's one of Walter's uh, favorite sayings: "Savior Shekels." And uh, there goes the Trump boar. Interesting. You guys can tell us what you think about that. I don't know if the two of you got a chance to see that. Uh, It should be coming up in your screens. There's a a little bit of a delay here. So uh, Walter's got those coming out soon, people. Where do you get them? Uh, From Safety Harbor Firearms. Walter's in the chat. Ask him right now. How do you get them? (laughs) I call dibs on 100 of them.
0: <laughs> for free so i can then resell them on ebay <laughs> yes
1: i gonna <could've> sell them <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna take all of them and say these are really really rare so
2: so so let me ask you guys this what do you think is the most effective way for the nra to expand second amendment supporters
1: good question you want to go first baby face or
0: um so they need a they need an image update for sure, uh, and and I think any PR firm is going to tell them that they
1: well, they need why an they image got update. Ackerman-McQueen.
0: But Ackerman McQueen, but Ackerman McQueen is part of the problem in my it, and, mind. The image was, that Ackerman McQueen McQueen brings
2: is part of the issue. Well, Ackerman McQueen was effective for a certain number of mm-hmm. years. Yeah, yep. it's time to move on.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it. My I can almost guarantee that somebody at either place got too comfy with each other and too much money was going back and forth. And, oh, we can't disrupt this because there's money going everywhere. But, yeah, Ackerman McQueen, I think, is part of the PR nightmare that they're having right now. Um, Yeah, Um they need they need new new blood in seats, even though I realize that the the voting members don't have a lot of say. Uh, They need new asses in the chairs and they need a PR overhaul to bring them back to what they initially were, which is on one side uh, legislation and on the other side teaching gun safety, just getting back to bringing people together in the gun community, teaching guns, teaching firearms, teaching safety, teaching reloading classes, like everything. They are so focused on give me money because we're in a fight that they don't, I feel like they don't care about the teaching side is much any longer, and it's a
2: shame. Yeah. My big question is why is gun safety not taught in every school across the U.S.? It seems like a no brainer.
0: You're eventually, Politics. your kid is eventually going to come across a firearm, and I would hope to hell that any kid that I have knows how to, one, leave it alone, or two, handle it in the correct way yeah it's It's
1: like okay so it's like swimming for example here in florida you you asked a good question i think um harry but here's the thing so in florida there's lots of pools swimming pools and we're surrounded by water okay but they don't teach kids how to swim Mm -hmm. why not because schools are doing lots of bullshit you know we we need to we need to reform schools the school system but that's a problem in and of itself and the union's connected to that uh, teachers' unions, uh, most specifically, and never going to be down with that, <laughs> can much you, can less you, can teaching we, kids about the safety of guns, which we absolutely should be doing. Same can thing. we agree
0: that big politics is a huge problem? Because yeah. unions are part of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. So I think, like, for me, the, on, on the question of what do we um, do about, like, what can the NRA do, I think they need to let go of some control. So obviously... You know this whole thing that they did, that they got into, trying to control the message and really control the messengers. That's us. That's what's turning against them now. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that they have to put their their the NRA logo on top of people. They shouldn't do that. But what they should do as an organization is work with with the with us, right? They take money from the industry. They take money from us. If they had an open line of, a real honest open line of communication with us, this situation would be a lot easier to handle. Instead, what they've done is try to close us out and get rid of us and control the message. And they have to let go of that message a little bit, you know, and and just support the people who are out there that believe in the Second Amendment and let them say what they have to say in their own way and listen to, to what those people have to say. Right now, what, what we're saying here, the common thing is that they need new blood, but they can't absorb that new blood like within and then corrupt it.
0: That's the, the main thing is it's uh, – the NRA feels like a corrupting force as a whole.
1: Yeah, but they shouldn't they – <sighs> should, like this game, this game of like talking to the people and all that, they shouldn't be involved in it. Now, I'm not saying not at all. They should definitely have their own things that they're doing, but they shouldn't try to monopolize this. Because yeah. we could be allies to them right now, but they're close to us. They did well, it, and, and now they don't even know how to open up that communication or for it to how, how to make it honest. Yeah.
2: The reality is, like, I, I think I've done this effectively. I'm not trying to, I guess I'm kind of humble bragging here to a degree. But when I send products out, I tell reviewers, I want you to give your honest opinion and review everything in an honest fashion. I want you to tell the downsides because that product may not be right for every consumer. Mm -hmm. And I don't want a consumer to buy my product that it's not right for them. The Mm -hmm. NRA needs to take the same approach and allow people that they're associated with to state their downsides Mm -hmm. and not get mad at them and go, you know what? We disagree, but we're still going to work with you. We're going to be friends. We're going to get along here. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like you said, they should still be part of it. But and they are trying to monopolize things. But at the same time, I think the NRA would be 100 times more effective Getting working on gun safety programs for younger people, exposing them to the tools and making them realize they are not these evil death machines; they're just an inanimate object, Mm -hmm. than they would trying to create another colonial war.
1: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying to you. They should do their job and let us do ours and help us in ours in terms of like, hey, do you guys need help connecting to the media or doing this thing or doing that thing? help people in that but don't try to own people in that that's what they're running into right now because the folks out there know who they own and know who they don't own and those of us that they've completely pushed to the side and won't listen to like you know what fuck you guys then
2: so so when you're saying that people that connect to the media and stuff are you saying like you would want say like an nra sub organization that is connected with manufacturers and you could go through them to request stuff for T&E. No, or I'm,
1: not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I don't want the NRA to have – I don't want anyone to have anything to do with those kind of relationships. What I'm saying to you is imagine if you had a Colin Noir or any of the folks out there and instead of him being tied to to the NRA and, and told what to say, they did the things like, hey, the media wants to talk – CNN wants to talk to this guy. Let's make that happen. Or for ex- I can give you a good example that I actually lived through. This whole thing happening with YouTube demonetizing us, there's organizations out there and people that try to reach out to the NRA to help with that. And the NRA did nothing. You know why they did nothing? Because th- it was to their benefit. To them, they were like, oh, this is great. YouTube's going to take out these guys. We don't need them. We have NRA TV. We control the message. Now look at what's happening to them, right? Now, yeah, but they're, that, Now they're screwed and they need five, us. Now- the 5,000 people view nra tv i mean yeah but uh, but understand what i'm saying this is what's happening to them now if they didn't do that and they had if they did if in a situation like what's going on what happened with youtube or anything else if they came in and helped out and they had an open line of communication we could be talking to them now and if they were listening they would see like okay we've got a you know, back up off of this thing that we did. It's a mistake. And and they can just, you can have a liaison uh, thing going on. And I think they would have more allies on our side. They don't have allies on our side because they've been complicit in trying to, like, take us out or replace us or own us.
2: Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. With the whole YouTube thing, you might have been better off not having the NRA help. And the reason I say that is, The NRA is seen by many, even many neutral people as this big, evil organization, just because of the fact they have no face, they have no personality. So is having that name associated, it's like having Enron or Shell or Exxon associated with any kind of thing when it comes to oil leases or anything like that. Do you necessarily want that big company's name, that big organization's perhaps, name attached to your fight?
1: Perhaps. I, I understand where you're coming from. But let's realize the NRA was supposed to be a civil rights organization, you know, and, and the situation
2: not seen that way by the general public. No,
1: but but it's who, who um, I think if they played a part in that, if they genuinely try to help out in those situations and other ch- situations without strings attached to it that they would have more allies and on our side, you know, f- for example, just look at this. YouTube doesn't mess around with the, N- with the NRA. They don't mess around with them. They don't do the things that they're doing to the rest of us to them because they're a civil rights organization, because they have lawyers and all that kind of stuff. What, what, uh, what situation are we in? You know, when YouTube decides to do stuff, they, they make up their rules as they see fit they uh, demonetize and do all these things to us and don't even tell us what it was that they did that. So we don't have a way of communicating with them. It would have helped to have a big organization go in there and that, that has some kind of gravitas, even if they don't like those people. They don't like us either. But what they know about us is we don't have anyone standing behind us. So what I'm saying is what you need to do is sometimes in life, you need to look out for your allies without attaching strings to it Or without trying to say, oh, this would be a great time to take these guys out, because maybe in the future you might need those guys to help you to keep going instead of instead of like saying, nah, I'm with everyone else. Screw the NRA.
2: I all right. I agree with what you're saying there, but what could the NRA have actually done? Had their attorneys write up some letters? I mean, what what are you proposing the NRA do in that situation? Um,
1: Okay, that's a good question. I I can't tell you right now 100% what they could have done, but I can tell you what they did do. They did nothing. And that is, is incredibly powerful. So just think about that right now. So if, because they could have done something, they could have said, okay, we're gonna get in here, we're gonna see what we could do. Oh, you know what guys, we can't do anything about this, but maybe if there was somewhere, if there, what's the other options that you guys think that we could do here? You know, can we help build another platform or uh, get everyone going over to another platform or do something that we own? See, instead, they did nothing. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's like a friend comes to you and they have an issue and you're like, screw you, I could care less, and, and you move on. you know. Then, now you get in trouble, and that person is like, yeah, well, I'm, hey, I don't feel sorry for you, man. That, this is the thing that I'm trying to say to you. That it, I don't know what they could have done, right? That's all speculation of what they could have done. What I know is that they did nothing. What I know is is that they deliberately try to own the message. Well, all of that comes back and bites you in the ass later on. And this is is what we know for a fact is happening to them. Because it's not just us that see this, all the folks out there see this. So now that they have all of these problems hitting them, we are the people ordinarily, a couple of years ago, if you go back to 2013, we all would have been the people that would have helped to keep the NRA going. We would have been out there like, hey guys, look, the NRA is suffering, you gotta help these guys out, you're gonna have to like kick in your support, we're doing it, you know, get behind these guys. And we're like, no, what's the point of it? Because they're not really doing anything except serving themselves. So now they're in this position because of their self-serving ways and everyone sees it and they're losing allies. Even when you come to the point when the NRA and Ackerman McQueen are fighting each other in court, you know, you now you know this is like this is really some bad stuff that's about to happen.
2: Well, and I'm also I'm also going to say this: you have to look at it from the NRA's perspective as well. From a fundraising perspective, they raise a lot of funds from people that are probably over sixty years old. Mm-hmm. And not saying just if you're over a certain age, you don't care about certain rights. But like I go trap shooting with my uncle a couple times a year, mm-hmm. and when I go to those shoots, the average person there, I'm going to say maybe five to ten percent of the people there own an AR-15 or own a handgun that has magazines that use, you know, hold over 10 rounds. Mm -hmm. Like most of these people are revolvers and over under shotguns, maybe a deer Mm -hmm. rifle. And that's frankly the only rights they care about the NRA protecting.
1: I think, uh, babyface, I don't think you would argue with that. I think like the last time I went to the NRA meeting, I actually took, because they have these buses that go to the hotels, and that bus will take you to the stadium, wherever they're having the uh, convention. Um, it was packed with those dudes. So the thing is, is that if that is the past and we're the future, how do you survive? How do you have like you know you talk about generational wealth? How do you pass this on to your children? How do you do that?
2: Well, they have no.
0: They don't seem to have any interest in doing that. That's exactly that's been my problem for a while.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. What what Patrick just said there.
2: The, the the issue is also like, frankly, most of my generation doesn't seem to have the money as much as the older generation. I mean, it's just kind of give and take as people get older, their financial net worth usually increases, their salaries increase, everything goes up. Mm -hmm. So right now it really doesn't make sense for the NRA to appeal to people under 35 years old as much. And frankly, they're still appealing mostly to the type of people that have kids out of the house and through college.
1: Um so yeah, but but, but they're going? phasing they're phasing out of that. So I'm forty-seven, Walter is like fifty-seven, right? So yeah. we're in that category and we're kind of like the new old guys. <laughs> yeah. So you've got the guys from our age and going all the way back to like younger than babyface and yourself, they've already lost you. They've lost us too. When when a guy like Walter, who owns a firearms company, who's a lifetime member, tells you he just tears up the letters. These guys are in big trouble. This, like, all of this is signs, just like we all saw the signs with Trump, that we knew that Trump was going to win, and the media was telling us, there's no way this guy's going to win. We could see it because we're on the ground level, and we could see what's happening. And I'm telling you, yes, those guys are still there, but they are dying out, and they don't even care. The older they get, the less they care. A lot of them are like, listen, if I get my guns and then I die, I don't give a shit what happens in the world. Yeah, but 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 there's more and more of us in this age category that I'm in, that Walter is in, and going down, getting younger, that do really care.
2: So so yeah, but let's look at this from their perspective. And like again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. My views are probably much further to the freedom than most people in this chat, honestly. Mm -hmm. But it might come across as the opposite from here. Uh, What I'm trying to say is. If they had gone on the offensive as soon as Trump got in office and they had two Republican House and they said, all right, we're going to try to repeal the NFA, we're going to make a serious stab at getting the hearing, repeal the NFA is probably a little too far to the the country's not ready for that yet. We're going to try to get SBRs off the NFA and we're going to try to get suppressors off the NFA. We're going to try to get 50 state reciprocity and we're going to try to get all magazine restrictions lifted nationwide. They say, all right, we're going to do all that. They're going to lose, frankly, a decent portion of their funding for people thinking they're trying to go too far and too extreme, and that those actions will lose all rights eventually.
1: Um, perhaps, but look at what actually happened, right? I think, Babyface, you can attest to this. We know, we actually spoke to the politicians here in Florida that enacted gun control. The NRA this state what you did, they what you're saying, they did the opposite of that. They just got right yeah. out of the way. So we had the White House, we had Congress, we had the Senate, and the NRA just got right out of the way and gave all these yep. Republicans an like the license to do whatever the hell they wanted to do. And you know what they did? They gave us gun control. They gave yep. us red flag laws. We've got magazine bans and all kinds of crazy shit going into effect. We got the bump stock ban. And all of that. So what I'm, I, I, know, I know where you're at, man. I know, I know exactly. Like you're on the same page as us, or like you said, you're probably even a little bit more extreme than us, and you're playing that devil's advocate. What I'm saying to you is that they did the opposite, and that's why we're here. That's why I, no one wants to stand up for them. That's I, why everyone's like, you guys deserve this shit because you asked for it.
2: I get that, but what I'm saying is they may have actually been in a worse case, because I don't know if the people that want, you know, the 20 year old to 50 year olds that want what we, you know, what we want are willing to put the
1: funding behind the NRA.
2: they, they have. But they're missing. And I think they're, that's what they're, they're afraid to lose.
1: I think they're missing out on the opportunity to get younger people. Like my kids, my kids are 18 and 19 years old. They know what's going on. They're mad about the bump stock ban and all those kinds of things. People are just assuming that young people don't give a shit about this.
2: Oh, I. I've actually had a few conversations about this with Razor offline, obviously, and it's uh, – I can convince people my age. I can explain to them why we don't want more gun control, why we want to loosen up the laws. I can't do that to somebody that's 40 years old and another 40-year-old can't do it to somebody. So once you're over 35, most people have already made They're up their in. mind.
1: Yeah, but the young people, they had the – OK, Patrick, have you ever been to, the, uh, to an NRA show? Nope. Um, so – I don't know. Like, where's your desire right now to go to an NRA show?
0: Um, I would like to go. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't not necessarily for the NRA stuff. I just see it as a as a, a meetup for gun people. I'd like to meet yeah. some of the industry people.
1: OK, cool. So what do you think? Like if they would have if you felt like in this thing we went through in the last two years, if you felt that like they would have done something right, would you be more or less likely to say, hey, I want to go there? neither neither
0: okay I, I think uh i've never been that interested in going in the first place that i don't think they're doing anything would have changed my mind because i see it as a trade show i don't see it as a you nra know, political event even though that's initially what it is um i kind of see it as a trade show
1: is so, so you have so you and and i think i i can understand where you're coming from with that because i go to it as not like a trade show i go to it because it's a people show Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, Yeah. that's it. But I don't go to it for any of the political stuff. I'm not Mm -hmm. I don't have enough pull to even get into those kind of things, to be honest with you guys. So (laughs) I think I think folks out there already know that. So uh, any of the political things they do over there, I'm not really part of it. Maybe if someone invited me or something like that. But I just don't move in the circles to get into those things. And I think that I think that's too bad, because that shows you the way people are looking at it. And they're not seeing it as this is something that helps us. Let's all go there. Let's all get involved. They should be getting us involved, but they don't want to do that. Ultimately, Mm -hmm. they just want the money and they want control and they don't want us to think about getting involved. Um, I I don't know. The whole idea that we're going to get someone to sit on that board and change things, I've given up on that. That's bullshit.
2: Yeah, that's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, if you get one person on that board, you're not doing anything. And we all keep Mm -hmm. fighting over and over, year after year. I've done it, trying to get somebody to sit on a board and all that. It's all bullshit. You know, and I think that's where they're losing because people don't feel like they should be getting involved. Where the future. Where the people who could be out there running for office or supporting people who run for office. You know, there was a there was a young guy that got in touch with me uh, recently that said, hey, I want to like run for some political office. Would, you know, would you help me? A guy here in Florida, we that this is what we need to do. And I'm not saying we can't keep doing that. We we absolutely can keep doing that. But they're not doing it. They're not doing it because they want those people who are in there now to stay in there. And they kind of probably look at it the same way Like the guys, the older guys that we call the FUDs, they're like, listen, if we could ride this for another 10, 15 years and it all burns down and we're dead or too old to give a shit about it, who cares? You know. um, Razor JB says less than 15% of NRA membership actually knows what the hell is going on right now. So why would they care? How do you change that? It's numbers and money. Yeah. Uh,
2: I, that, that is the biggest problem though is the NRA does create a lot of false flags. You get all that mail that Walter throws away and they have to show that they're doing something. But I, I really don't think it's even legislatively. I think they need to start – we need to start seeing – I think the biggest push they could make, and it would be hard – it's to start getting gun safety classes in every school once a year once to twice a year.
1: I think that would be a great Even
0: thing. if it's even if it's not mandatory, we offer it, you can sign up to
2: go have your kid take it or whatever. Yeah. This it's is offered for, it's offered I, for your kid. I think it needs to be mandatory.
1: Okay.
2: Cuz otherwise it's going to be me and a bunch of my buddies who probably knew knew more about gun safety than the person teaching it showing up to get out of another period of class. <laughs> but, and not the kids who actually need to need it.
1: Yeah. But you know what? I don't think America wants to face those kind of things. You know, we're, we're dealing with an America where people actually think, here's what we do. We're going to put up a sign. It says gun-free zone. Problem solved. Yeah. You know? That's,
0: Cause that's we're, what we're doing. Because we're couch warriors. That's what we do. Just put up a sign. Everybody will we'll think about it and we'll be, everything will be fine. That's, that's how we work.
1: Yeah. I want my we kids don't, to if it, know if it takes. Stuff.
0: If it takes too much effort, we're just not going to do it. That's yeah. how that's how people are.
1: What's mandatory now? Is sex education mandatory? I don't know if it's mandatory or not. Um, I think
0: so. You have to sign a waiver to get out of it. To get out? Yeah, okay, you have I to, to sign You have to, to sign waivers to the
1: for them to talk to your kids about it. I'm not sure. No,
0: no. The okay. mandatory stuff nowadays is, at least as far as I remember, is it's mandatory. If you don't want your kid going to it, they need to have a waiver signed.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So it... Inherently brings everybody that sort of thing.
1: Mm hmm. Uh, Jafari H says, like driver's ed, which isn't a right.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, but they're trying to do those things. They're trying to teach kids how to drive so that they can save lives. I think all of this is the same stuff. I think they should teach kids about sex. I think they should teach them uh, about guns. I think they should, you know, especially places like Florida, you should know about, sw- you should know how to swim. You know, there's a lot of things that. I think uh, all these stupid-ass mandatory tests or whatever that uh, basically schools just prep kids for tests, that has to go away. And we have mm-hmm. to teach them the necessary skills to frickin' survive.
2: Well, why don't you have a basic cooking class for males and females, everybody? Why don't you have a basic cl- class on credit? Like, Oh, God. I wish they would have done that. Yeah.
1: Stock market. <laughs> they People need to learn about stocks because you don't even have I, retirement anymore. <clears throat> I, I think – I
2: disagree with that just because yeah. screw that up so bad.
0: Um, I think uh, there are so many, man, I'd say mandatory things like that. Uh, I don't know. I still to this day don't know how to balance a checkbook because it's kind of an old day thing, but no idea how to do that. When I became you know an how adult...
2: To, you know how to subtract an ad?
0: Yes, and <laughs> uh, yeah, it's basically that, but I mean, I've never done it before. There was nothing on how to file your taxes that i had to just kind of figure that out there's they don't have anything on how to be an adult so i think there are some things and and to me gun safety firearm safety is part of that Mm -hmm. adult class teaching high schoolers this is how you adult when you be when you turn 18
1: yeah (laughs) i think look i think that's a lot of what's missing i think a lot of the practical common sense things i know common sense is like a bad word to some people now but I think a lot of practical uh, stuff like that, you know, my my parents always says there's like uh, book sense and streets and street sense, you know, street smarts are yeah.
0: way more important than book smarts. Yeah. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was <laughs> this is a crazy story, but my son was just telling me yesterday he's going to be mad if he listens to this. But, you know, he's <laughs> he's going to school at FSU and he went somewhere, I guess, for a Game of Thrones party or something with his friends and he drove over there and there's a guy with a tow truck telling him you can't park here. So he's with a friend. Instead of like and then the two of them walk away from the car. So the guy tows the car. And I was like, When the when the guy with the tow truck said you can't park here, that's when you, you don't get park back there. in the car. <laughs>
0: yeah. Why, why did he just walk away?
1: <laughs> because they both were going to get the pass or whatever so they could park at this place. And the guy was but like, Screw that. Yeah. So and then I guess there's like a drop fee. So if the guy already starts towing the thing, and you pay him a certain yeah. amount of money and they try to do that. And the guy was like, no, I'm towing it because guess what? They get more money if they tow yeah, the thing down to the place. And I said, son, when that guy said something to you, you should got back in the car and figure it out from there. If you're in the car, they can't tow it
0: no they can't
1: (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's like he's mad because i'm mad at him he wants me to be mad at the person but i'm kind of like thinking wow somehow i messed up here and i didn't get this common sense across to you so now Mm -hmm. i'm going to use this as a teachable moment (laughs) to say you know next time think about this and get back in the car and figure out the right place to park or use the phone or something like that and get this worked out before you walk away from your car
2: well, ultimately, I think this comes down to a lot of our teachers are absolutely horrible, despicable human beings and they're uh, they rub off on the kids, mm-hmm. their attitudes toward things. And I think ultimately you have to realize you're ultimately responsible for everything that happens to you. Mm-hmm. You can't always control it, but you're ultimately responsible for it.
1: Mm-hmm. We That's don't we point. don't
2: teach a lot of that in society. Clearly, mm-hmm. No
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> With how things
0: are going clearly we don't teach you not enough uh, personal responsibility
1: this is Bad why every, this happened yeah this is why everyone says that everything has to burn down we have it too good that's what's happening we just have it too damn good and we're not gonna yeah. when none of us are gonna wake up and deal with anything until we're forced the people who came before us our parents our grandparents and so on they were forced to have to do things about stuff but as I, time went on was, that went away
0: I was just going to say first generation pulls up the bootstraps and gets things moving. Second generation gets it better because the first works so hard. Third generation sits around and smokes weed on the couch all day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: listen, And, we, and we, mm-hmm. we are currently, I feel like, at the weed-smoking couch-sitting time, and things sort of have to get bad before people realize how good they have it. So, yeah, it's kind of – it's we kind need of shit. And I hate
2: to say it, but it's every generation that's sitting on the couch smoking weed, not just the millennials. Oh, yeah, um, yeah for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hillbilly uh, Nitro USA says Hank just paid the towing car racket. <laughs> I know. I told him. I was like, listen, son, this is a this is a thing that these people do.
0: It is. No, no, no. They they know, especially in college towns, they yeah. go to the apartment complexes on a Friday night because they know they're going to be busy. And people are. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's free money for them.
1: Yeah. It's ridiculous. He's going to learn the hard way. Like, you know, ultimately... I can pay for it. Yeah, ultimately, <laughs> I'm happy he's okay. He could have been calling me to tell me some other thing. You, it's always scary. You'll know this when you have kids, when they say, uh, Mom and Dad, I need uh, to talk to you. Please don't go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. So I'm happy that he's okay, and, and he told me today he got the car back.
0: Yeah, at, at <laughs> least it wasn't, I'm in jail. Can you please get me out?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But still, you got to make to it. Thank
0: God I've never had to make had to make that phone
1: call. Yeah. You gotta get lectured and he wasn't happy about being lectured oh, as as you oh, know, Patrick. You know, I go on when I lecture. <laughs> <laughs> A lecture for me is horrible. Huh?
0: He said hashtag rant times ten.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't fun for him, but we got we have to learn these things, I think. Um somehow. And and yes, I wish that we would teach the more yeah. practical things
0: we have to learn these things son we have to learn these
1: things (laughs) (laughs) i learned from growing up in new york city do you know i mean uh, let me tell you i think he said he paid 110 bucks because i I learned yeah Uh, in new york city it's way more than that
0: i came home one time parked my car outside of my apartment even though it was a uh, like a 15 minute loading zone no parking and i was like I'm just gonna run inside and do something. I sat down and got busy. Thirty minutes later, come out, my car's gone. Paid two hundred and something dollars to get it back, and that was right when I had started working, like my first couple paychecks. And I was like, I cannot afford this right (laughs) now. Lesson
1: learned. (laughs) Yeah,
0: never, never did that again.
1: Yeah, lesson learned.
0: Lesson. Oh, we were driving around uh, this weekend. We went to Burn Steakhouse in Tampa for dessert from our least birthday.
1: Mm -hmm. And for anybody.
0: For anybody that knows South Tampa, there's no parking anywhere in South Tampa. So we're driving around, and I'm like, well, I don't, I don't want to play for valet. Let's see if we can find some place to park on the street or something, because there is street parking. And my mom, it was in the back seat. She's like, just park here. Just park here. It's all right. And I'm like, no, I am not risking my brand-new Mustang on the side of a road in South Tampa. <laughs> I would rather give the guys the 10 bucks to to park it wherever versus coming back and having my car towed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I've learned that lesson. I am not making that a mistake again.
1: Yep. Lesson well learned. Um, so, listen, you know what's funny, Harrison? Every time you come on, we're supposed to talk about holsters. <laughs> we never talk about holsters. I feel
2: like we always end up talking about the education system. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I think this is twice in a row, at least. And it's your fault, Harrison, because you, you always have some good points that you want to make that have nothing to do. Listen, Harrison. Every time you're supposed to say seg- you're supposed to push it back to holsters. I remember, I'm so Chad. bad. I'm yeah. so bad at this. You're supposed it. to say. <laughs> you know how we could save the NRA, Hank Strange? Holsters. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're supposed to say every single time. But I know we didn't get into it. Is there anything that you do want to get into with holsters? I know people were asking some questions. Um, obviously, like babyface is showing his. This is what we carry. This is there's mine right there. You know, the we're, we're all carrying Harry's holsters. I think um, the wide
2: single clip is dope. That's my favorite. Oh, that's your favorite. Here's, what's what's coming, baby face? You're gonna like it even better. Oh, oh really?
0: Okay.
2: Oh, not this, but there's this is still pretty cool. To revolver holster, these are gonna be for Ooh. the LCR and the J frame. They're gonna come in at a pretty good price point. I hope to have these on the site. I'm working on a few details. I know you can't see it that great in this Sly. light, but a few details are worked out with these, and they should be up on the site sometime next week. Sly. and, and these, and these are ambi for all the people that think I hate lefties. It's
1: time <laughs> so, of night or something weird. We're losing Assume. the, the connection. Oh, wait, you're back. You're back. We're losing it. Are we here? Hurry
2: up. Yeah, you're hurry
0: up. Let's get this okay. done with. It's 9.02.
1: All right, all right. <laughs> just hold on a second. Just hold on a second. I'm switching over so that we can. Uh, uh, you're
0: losing it again.
1: Okay, I'm turning on. Hold on. I'm just turning on something. You got to give me a couple seconds. So
0: here. Harrison, how uh, do people get a hold of you? Harry'sholsters.com. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, what's Hank's coupon code? Because I don't Hank remember. Hank Strange, his name. Hank Strange. Hank Strange, and you get some sort of percentage off. 10% Okay, all. Can you guys hear you me go. at all?
1: Yes. Okay, good. We already... Okay, so here's, here's what I was going to say. Go to the YouTube channel, Harry's Holsters. Lots of really good videos on there about holsters, about guns and stuff like that. And then... Um, Use the code Hank Strange. Can you? Why are you shaking your head, babyface? Keep
0: going, quick. Okay, go quick. Use you're the losing code it. code
1: Hank Strange. <laughs> Harry, how can people get in touch with you? Otherwise, ask questions and
2: we just did. Uh, it. Harry's Holsters. See me on Instagram. Send me an email through my website, Harry'sHolsters.com, and that's we'll buy, pretty much it. Go we'll buy something because they're yeah, awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll have Harry come back on again and uh you know we'll get it we'll get into holsters we're just gonna do a holster day one of these days it's coming it's gonna happen let me go to the uh, baby face how do people get in touch with you before ba-
0: baby underscore face p or baby face p on youtube i have a video coming out very soon and some more interesting things that i'm working on right now so go find me there. very
1: cool here let me drop the end <laughs> we gotta rush we gotta rush through. <laughs> the end is going it's good man it's walking and rolling don't forget to subscribe. If you're not subscribed, ring the bell so you can be notified. We are out of here. Peace. See you guys. Peace out. See y'all.
0: See ya. <laughs> We're losing <laughs> you right at the end. <laughs>